Aloha and welcome back psychedelic travelers within this beautiful holographic matrix. My name is Brendan aka Mystic Spider-Man Skull Babylon Wolf Shield welcoming you to another one of our inspirational team podcasts that we do here through Paradigm Shift Central. This is our synergy circle. Tonight's topic, today's topic is all about the spiritual wisdom of psychedelics. So for some of you, you've probably been waiting for this one. This is a very exciting one to be able to hold space for, to be able to have some discussion for and we are going to get right into the discussion in the next moment we're just going to go through a little bit of an introduction for those of you in the youtube chat please feel free to drop an 11 11 in the chat to be able to make sure that you guys can hear me okay as we get rolling through this quick technical thing if you notice the audio is a little bit out of sync with the video please apologize that please we apologize for that but please forgive us it will be synced up as we move through the broadcast other than that just a quick introduction as we get ready to go into this again what we're doing here we are creating sacred digital space to be able to have consciousness expanding discussion to be able to have conversation related to spiritual themes that we don't always get a chance to be able to talk about so we'll get more into the details of it and for those of you who are new for the first time please feel free to drop a 333 in the chat and let us know if you are here for the first time and of course i am joined on air in this circle by fellow leading members we are joined in by raw being aka rot we are joined in by david and we are also joined in by julia so for the fellow leading members who are here i invite you to gently unmute your microphones and make some psychedelic noises and send some love to all the amazing people who are tuned into this broadcast. So, <laughs> the gnomes have learned a new way to say who. Anyways, uh, Terrence McKenna. We'll, we'll, we'll probably be talking a little bit about Terrence McKenna in tonight's broadcast. So thank you again, fellow leading members, for being here. Thank you again to everyone for being here. Now is the time where if you're tuning into this live, to please feel free to invite more people to take part in tonight's discussion simply by listening, simply by being present in this space, in this circle. Again, the, just as a brief introduction... Paradigm Shift Central, the project that we do, this is about being able to, to build a global team of shifters, light guardians, people who are actively helping assist with the shift in consciousness through, crea through creativity, compassion, and personal development. And so with this, this is a chance for us to be able to practice having important discussions. And right now, this conversation was one that I feel is incredibly relevant, incredibly valuable, incredibly pertinent, because psychedelics are starting to really rise within the Collective. There's a lot of people who are starting to talk about them, especially over the past couple months. For those of you who have kind of been on the forefront of the shift in consciousness, for those of you who maybe tune into this as a result of TikTok, again, you're probably hearing a lot of people talking about psychedelics and a lot of people who got questions about psychedelics. And so... As a footnote, as we move into this podcast, I always move into this discussion. Disclaimer, we are not encouraging the use of illegal substances. We are not telling you what to do. We are encouraging you to think for yourself. And we are holding space to be able to have discussion about wisdom and experience. And the fact of the matter is, part of the reason why I wanted to be able to have this, going back to what I just said, is there are a lot of people who are naturally feeling this call towards psychedelics. And that's kind of the way how it happens. And we'll kind of talk about that, you know, like the psychedelics 
psychedelics will like call to you, you know, the curiosity will kind of pull you in. And so knowing that this is happening and knowing that there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be tuned into this podcast who may be brand new to a lot of these discussion topics, we are here to be able to hold space as mentors and leaders to be able to help give you some insight and some inspiration. So again, if you're someone who's maybe, you know, thinking about doing psychedelics for the first time by you listening to this conversation, this is a chance for you to be able to invest in yourself simply by being able to be in that space. You'll get some tidbits, you'll get some wisdom, you'll get some experience, you'll get some tips and tricks, whatever it may be. But yeah, keeping in mind that there are going to be people who are going to be doing psychedelics, perhaps for the first time over the course of, you know, even the next like five weeks or whatever, right? So what can we do as community to be able to help assist with that? How can we kind of like supervise? How can we sort of help mentor? How can we be kind of, again, kind of like leaders? And and I don't want to just use the term elders, but again, to be able to like pass on our knowledge, to be able to say, you know, even in some ways, you know, it would be like, be like, here's things that worked for me, or here's things that didn't work for me. Here's mistakes that I don't want you to have to make because we want you to be able to have the most incredible, beautiful experience and the most incredible, the healthiest relationship possible when it comes to working with these sacred tools. And that's exactly what these are. That's, that's again, part of how I see it is that these are incredibly sacred tools. So before we get further into the conversation, what we're going to do, we're going to drop into a little bit of a meditation. This is something that we do at the beginning of each Synergy Circle. Uh, right before we do that, I'll just mention it now so that way we don't have to mention it afterwards. Huge thank you to our Patreon supporters. You guys helped make this podcast possible. Again, Patreon is where you can continue to support the work that not only I do, but the community does. And also to be involved as a leading member when you join on air for these podcasts and get access to a private community space, which is created to support conscious creators and leaders. And so you can sign up on Patreon with a monthly contribution. When you join at $11 a month, you can join as a leading member. So please feel free to check out the Patreon either after this episode and just explore more and learn more about the community. And we also got a team chat so you can connect further there. And again, we do these podcasts every Thursday at 8 p.m. EST, and you can find all the past episodes through YouTube and as Paradigm Shift Radio on iTunes. So again, huge thank you to everybody for being here, and let's begin with a little bit of a meditation, and this is just going to be kind of dropping us into a collective vibration, and then we'll dive a little bit deeper down this psychedelic rabbit hole. So... Okay. All right. So for everybody here, just take a moment to get yourself nice and comfortable, get a drink of water if you need it. Beautiful. All right. So, for everybody here, when you're ready, just take a moment and close your eyes. Straighten up your spine, open up your chest, relax your shoulders, relax your face. And as you listen to my voice, gently just taking a moment here to connect with your breath. Soft, gentle inhales and soft, gentle exhales. And as we gently become aware of the rhythm of our breath, what we're gonna do, we're just gonna bring ourselves into the space of gratitude. If you want, you can put your hand on your chest, put your hand on your heart. And going back to the origins of this project, this project, before it was podcasts online, it was literally just conversation circles in a yoga studio with me and my friends and people who felt called to join in. And so imagine in this moment, all of us just kind of sitting in a circle, sitting in community, sitting in a beautiful, cozy place, maybe imagining us in a cute little yoga studio or imagining us outside in a field. 
And just take a moment here to just kind of look around at the faces in this circle and just see the people who are here, see the people who are showing up, see the people who are actively assisting with the shift in consciousness by taking part in these important discussions. And just take a moment here to look at these faces. You can see familiar faces, fellow members of the team, and you will see new faces. And just take a moment here to just express your gratitude. Just to say hello, say welcome, and to be able to receive that gratitude in return. We're just going to stay here just for a few moments. And as you're in this space, just allow yourself to speak words of kindness and compassion to those who are in the circle with us here right now in the future at any point. So just take a few moments here and just breathe and I'll just stop talking literally just for a few moments. Just be in this moment of oneness. Go ahead. Just continuing to breathe here and just feeling that love, feeling that support of the community, feeling this bigger story that we are on. All of us continuing to show up, shifters, light guardians, dreamers within the dream, awakening together. And we'll conclude this meditation as we just carry this gratitude with us throughout this discussion. We just hold this vibration. And we just open our hearts to the sacred mirrors that we are here to be able to help walk each other home. And so as you continue to carry this gratitude with you, keep this visualization within your mind as you listen to this podcast. And as we continue to breathe here, we'll slowly begin to bring awareness back to our physical body, keeping this gratitude with us. And when you are ready, slowly wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes, and gently open your eyes and return your awareness to the space around you. Beautiful. All right. And so with that said, we are going to get right into this discussion. And what we're going to do, we're going to go around the circle. And again, we have myself, we have Julia, we have Rob, and we have David. And as far as I know, there may be some other leading members who are going to be joining us partway through. And so if you guys are ready in the chat, go ahead, drop a drop a 777 in the chat. Just be able to let us know that you are here. And again, getting into this discussion, why is this discussion important? I'll just kind of recap really quickly. And really quickly, for those of you on anything other than YouTube, for TikTok and Instagram, click the link in my profile to be able to join in on YouTube. This is where you want to join in. Click the link in my profile to join in on YouTube. So intentions behind this podcast, psychedelics have been a part of human history forever. And within the past 200 years, they have been incredibly suppressed. And that's something that should raise some attention. You know, why? Why are they being suppressed? And we'll talk about that throughout this podcast. But I think for those of us who have had personal experience, it's incredibly obvious that these are very sacred tools, that these are sacred allies, that they are something that that we can deepen a relationship with when we show up to them with respect, when we show up to them with admiration. And as I was mentioning before, there are a lot of people who are going to be tuned into this podcast and just people who are out there in the community who are getting introduced to psychedelics, perhaps for the first time. They're hearing other people talking about it. They're getting curious. They're hearing other people having their own experiences. And they're just like, whoa, you know, like I, that sounds really interesting. I want to do that. You know, this is this is fascinating to me and they feel this pull to it, you know, and I think that's kind of the thing with psychedelics is psychedelics. They are consciousness themselves. They, they are like a synchronicity portal. And so for those who kind of are, are, 
open to that level of experience, the psychedelic experience will naturally kind of like call them in. And so knowing that there are going to be a lot of people who are going to be feeling that call within literally the coming months, within the coming years, what can we do as community to be able to at least have some discussions here and now to be able to help lay some groundwork? to be able to help provide some mentorship, to be able to help provide some wisdom, especially to those of you who may be tuned in, who may be brand new to the concept, who have never done psychedelics before. And again, obviously, as I said, we want you to be able to have the best experience possible. That doesn't mean it will be the most comfortable experience possible, but the best experience possible. And that is gonna be something that we'll be able to help create space for tonight, simply by having discussions, simply by having conversation. So, Psychedelics. Obviously, when we're talking about psychedelics, the main ones that we're talking about, we're talking about psychedelic mushrooms, we're talking about LSD. Of course, you can get into other variants, you can get into ayahuasca, you can get into DMT. Uh, those are primarily the main ones. And of course, uh, marijuana obviously has like psychoactive properties to it, but tonight's conversation will be primarily related to those four teachers. And so, just kind of sharing a little bit of my own experience. And then from there, we'll pass the talking stick. And, and who, so for whoever wants to go next, put your hand up and, and we'll pass it over to you next. So whoever wants to go next, just so I go. So we'll pass it to Rob next. So I'll just share real quick and then we'll pass the talking stick here. And again, reminder that as we have this discussion, this is literally just practice. It's practice for me. It's practice for the other members. It's practice for you listening as well. So for me, a bit of my own personal experience with psychedelics, I was first introduced to psychedelics when I was about 17 or 18. And that was a relatively not too long after um, within the same year that like I was introduced even just to like marijuana like I didn't start smoking marijuana until I met a, my group of friends and that was in like grade 12 and at the time I was already kind of like going through my spiritual awakening like, I guess started going through my spiritual awakening when I was about 13 or 14 and as I was kind of like maturing even in the earlier stages I started getting introduced to people like Terrence McKenna people like Alan Watts and Terrence McKenna is someone who very very adamantly talks about mushrooms, talks about psychedelics. And this is a man who passed away in 2000, in the 2000s, but in the early 90s, he spent a lot of time going around and having lectures and writing books and, and sharing this wisdom and this knowledge that he had gained from working with psychedelics. And so over time, again, you know, it was something that I had an idea about, but it wasn't until I actually experienced it that I was able to really be able to, to gain a better understanding of what it is. And that's kind of the thing with psychedelics is that, you know, you could literally listen to this podcast and we'll probably tell you some wonderful things, but you won't really know until you do it. And that's kind of the thing is that it's literally an experience. It's, it's not just like a, it's not just like watching a movie where you can just tell someone what happens. It's not like, you know, it's like, this is the plot. It's a direct experience and it's going to be very unique for you. And one of the things with psychedelics that I've kind of thought of them as is basically when you are working with psychedelics, it's like taking a magnifying glass to your subconscious. So things that are kind of underneath the surface, it can kind of like amplify them. It can kind of bring them to the surface. Psychedelics have the ability to be able to dissolve things and to be able to dissolve boundaries, to be able to dissolve illusions. And this is where it gets into the idea of, you know, like why are psychedelics illegal? There's multiple, multiple reasons. But a big thing with psychedelics is that they really make you kind of question your life 
question your narrative, question your paradigm. What narrative are you living under? Whose paradigm are you living under, so to speak? And that's where a lot of people, you know, they start they start kind of doing psychedelics, and it was like, wait a second, like why am I listening to like the government? Like what? Like like how come? Like wh- when did I agree to that? That 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 they were the ones who are going to dictate my life when I'm like a sovereign, eternal being who is here to be able to experience the beauty of my own personal reality, sort of thing. And so, real quick, I'll just kind of explain that over the years I've worked with, I've worked with mushrooms. Um, mushrooms were the first thing that I worked with. And then eventually I, I, I worked my way up to doing um, like five gram mushroom. I've done that once. Um, that's actually something that I have a video of on online. Um, incredibly, incredibly beautiful experience. Eventually I didn't have, I didn't work with LSD for the first time until I think I was like 29, um, which for some that's, it's like, whoa, like that's late, you know? Cause I know like there's like kids these days and i'm literally using the term kids like there's 15 year old kids who are doing lsd for the first time i'm like whoa like this is like a whole nother level of like awakening that's happening the fact that you know people are doing lsd um and and even still you know they might not have the full context but when you have an experience like that the experience will reflect the consciousness that you are at. And this is kind of interesting because like some people could literally do the same amount of mushrooms and some people will just be like, oh yeah, you know, I giggled and I saw some trails. And that was about it. You know, it was kind of fun, right? And then you get other people and then, you know, they'll, they'll do that same amount and they'll be like, yo, like I was like, seeing the code of the matrix i was like seeing through the veil like it opened me up it connected me um to another aspect of reality um and then eventually uh I, even before that i actually worked with dmt the first time and that was uh back in 2009 and that was actually like a, a very very powerful experience and i'll have to tell you guys a little bit more about that and that was like on a sunrise uh that on a beach during a sunrise it was incredibly incredibly beautiful but i'll just explain here real quick um if i were to kind of like try to explain you know like what do psychedelics do like what's the experience like basically the way how i would simply explain this and then i'll pass it to rob for those of you who may be trying to comprehend you know it's like oh you know like they just make you hallucinate but i think the term hallucinate um kind of uh undermines what's actually happening because over the period of doing psychedelics what i actually began to understand is that basically we are in the, our, our default reality kind of like holds this it, it holds like this perception that is filtered like that is our default reality right now is incredibly filtered and you can look at the science of this and people will say you know like oh we only see like 0.1 percent of the light spectrum things like that you know that's kind of a scientific angle but the way how we see this reality is incredibly filtered and then basically when you're working with psychedelics this filter kind of gets pulled back and you kind of see reality almost as more of what it is and when you see it for more of what it is the boundaries begin to dissolve um for example things begin to move things begin to breathe and it's not just a hallucination it's almost becoming aware of the fact that you are in an ocean of energy and and one of the things you know if you like look at a tree and you look at the grass if you were sober you would look at it and be like that's a tree that's grass but then when you're like on mushrooms you look at it and it's like oh that's tree grass like it's just one thing you know like it's it's literally just kind of like this continuous thing and then and then you look at yourself and then you're like i'm still a part of that like i'm 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 a part of the tree i'm a part of the grass i'm a part of these bugs oh my god these bugs are alive like what's up with that and it, and it kind of sparks this curiosity right and that's where a lot of people when they work with mushrooms and, and lsd you know they kind of just like go out there and they start hugging trees and they're like in the dirt and they, they just feel called to it because when you work with it when you're coming at it from a from a place that's you know prepared intentional it brings us back to the magic of the heart it brings us back to this very very powerful wisdom within inside of us you know and i think that is when you start getting into this idea, like why are psychedelics here? I think they're here to help us find our way back to that 
find our way back home, find our way back to that wisdom of the heart, find our way back to the idea that we are the dream awakening to itself. And I'll talk more about that a little bit later, but when I worked with more of the high, uh, high doses of five gram mushrooms, it became, and even with LSD, it became incredibly obvious how this reality that we are in is very much like another version of the dream state, which is something we talked about literally last week in dream class. Um, and that was something that was incredibly visceral. Um, and that's where like, literally when, when you kind of come up on, on the psychedelics and stuff like that, it's very similar to kind of becoming lucid in a dream. Like it's a similar sensation. You're just like, whoa, like, okay, like this is okay. Like I'm like super, super aware right now. And, it, and then it's almost as if like, that's where psychedelics have this ability to kind of like snap people out of a sleepwalk. They're just like, was I like, was I sleepwalking? Like, have I been sleepwalking for the past like 25 years of my life? You know, and then it suddenly brings them to this place and they're just like, they're seeing things in a new way. Um, they're seeing their family in a new way. They're seeing their friends in a new way. It opens their heart. It just kind of like brings to the forefront this deep interconnectedness. And so long story short, that's why psychedelics are incredibly powerful. They, they are, they themselves are consciousness. They're not just like a biochemical reaction. They are a frequency that you tune into, so to speak, and they are conscious consciousness that you can almost communicate with that has wisdom that has the ability to be able to like give you the opportunity to explore more parts of yourself the mystery is incredibly ripe it's incredibly deep i think we're still just scratching the surface um but ultimately i think again these tools these allies have the ability to be able to help us understand more of what it means to be a multi-dimensional being and I'll leave it at that, but obviously there's more to say. And I know I said a lot there, um, but drop an 11, 11 in the chat. If that kind of just like, even for, you know, people who are new or something, if that kind of like paints a picture of again, why this is important, because I feel that these tools are incredibly valuable for the shift in consciousness. Cause they take things beyond just, uh, an idea and they take things into the realm of experience. Oh, I know things are interconnected. I know about oneness. I know about sacred geometry. I know that when I hug someone, it's another version of me, Buddha nature, you can see the universe in their eyes. That's all real, but psychedelics, they will take it to another level of visceral experience that, and this is a thing. It's not like, it's like, oh, like that's because you're high. Like that's actually a part of the human experience. Like those feelings, that is a part of the human experience. We are in this vessel because we are here because we are meant to be able to experience those type of feelings. So with that said, I'm going to pass it over to Rob. And Rob, thank you so much for joining in. Rob is one of our newer leading members. So Rob, please feel free to briefly introduce yourself and go ahead, introduce, uh, and talk to us a little bit about some of the spiritual wisdom that you've gained from psychedelics, a little bit of your own experience. And then from there, we'll keep passing and talking, stick around. And thank you again, everyone, so much for being a part of this discussion here. So with that said, Rob, when you're ready, go ahead and unmute your microphone and we'll pass it over to you, dude. Thanks so much. And we're just getting things amazing. Thank you for having me on. First of all, uh, is is the is the volume good? Is everything good? Are we okay? It looks like you guys kind of froze on me. Yeah, it looks like you guys froze up. Is everything good? Yeah. Okay. Amazing. So, I yeah, I really resonated with pretty much everything because um, I do see it that way as well. And for me, it was kind of similar to your experience where um, things like marijuana and, uh, and other psychedelic tools weren't exposed to me until, uh, or I should say in the same uh, time frame. And so pretty much growing up all, of, all throughout high school, um, I was kind of like, so I was the sober kid. I, you know, I just did sports. I worked out a ton. I just, 
to care of my health and I saw um, things like drugs is, is bad. You know, I, I was, I had this, this, this view on drugs that it was, well, a drug. Like when you have that word, that stigma of drug attached to something like psilocybin mushrooms or LSD, we often think associate drugs to bad. But when I started shifting my perspective on these, um, on these drugs as more of natural, natural tools and natural um, herbs, um, I began uh, becoming more open to the idea of experimenting with them. And so the first time I even um, experimented with marijuana was when I was 18 years old. So um, relatively late, I don't know, maybe it's earlier late, depending on who you are. But um, for me, I, I had friends that were doing it. I was always, you know, opposed to doing that. And I'm glad I, I finally got, um, got to experience um, marijuana because that led me into being more open to psychedelics. And that's when I think a real shift came um, in terms of my awareness and just peace and bliss within myself. Because prior to having, um, having experimented with psilocybin mushrooms, that was the first um, psychedelic tool that I did uh, participate with. Um, I took 3.5 grams, so I took an eighth, and I had like a first bardo experience. So for those that are unaware of what bardo means, there's, um, there's the first bardo, there's a second bardo, and there are many more. I personally only experienced the first bardo and the second bardo. The first bardo is where we have that, um, that sensation. We're still aware of our physical body, so we can see our hands, they, they go from old age to young age, or we can see the, the, the trees and the plants breathing. We have a very altered physical experience. And the second bardo, some people refer to as the breakthrough or ego death. And um, you have that experience where you completely lose who you are. You lose all sense of self. And it was when I had that experience, the second time I took it on five grams, I didn't have that experience uh, with 3.5 grams. I had it with five grams. With 3.5, I just had the first bardo experience where um, I was kind of walking around and everything just looked magical and it was absolutely beautiful. And so um, when, I, when I finally took the five grams is when I entered the second bardo and that's when my real spiritual awakening began. I started to realize that there really was more to life or body in this physical vessel. And so I was, at the time I was 18, 19 years old, I was a personal trainer and everything was very kind of matrixy. I had like a set, um, a set thing to do and, and just my view of the physical body was, was just what I could see physically. I had no metaphysical knowledge of myself at all because I had no, um, I had no experience outside of myself. And so I intellectually understood things like astral projection, but I had never experientially understood those things until I had an outer body experience. And psychedelics kind of gave me that, that pathway from understanding things intellectually to understanding things experientially. And so um, after, after that breakthrough, that second Bardo experience, I kind of shifted my whole focus on my physical well-being. I had always been into fitness and everything health related, but it was very surface level. So um, now I implement a lot of holistic approaches, um, Ayurveda for those that are familiar. Um, and it, it's just been absolutely beautiful. So I think going off of what you said, um, the reason that perhaps it is made illegal is because it does make you kind of think outside of the box in terms of what really is necessary for our survival here and what is simply being indoctrinated in us as to what's necessary. So um, for me, I, I think I think um, I think the best um, method I should say 
to experiment with psychedelics is to make sure you're in a comfortable environment because I know that there may be some that are doing it for the first time. And my first time, you know, I was out, out and about. I mean, luckily I was in nature and grass and all of that, and it was absolutely beautiful. However, I didn't have that second bar to experience until I was able to lay down and kind of lie on my back and um, liberate myself temporarily from my body. And so just uh, before I pass it on, just a really, um, really useful method is to simply lie down and just relax. You can put on music, but I think lying down and um, letting, letting your body rest and not interacting so much with the physical will help you uh, experience that second bar day. I don't know who wants to go. On yeah, side. awesome. Sweet. Thank you. Thank you, Rob, so much for, for getting things started there. Super appreciated, man. And, and again, you know, just some of the stuff you're talking about is definitely something that I want to be able to dive in further to. And it's also like part of why I'm interested in, in the discussion that we're having now and how it's kind of like leading the way for the future. Because that's what I feel like, you know, it's like we're starting to get into this process where now there's a lot more people who are kind of like working with psychedelics, almost in like scientific studies and scientific environments and everything like that. And I, and I almost like wonder, you know, like, like do aliens have their own psychedelics? Like, do, or maybe are they psychedelic all the time? But, but again, you know, like what I'm interested in is this idea of basically like interdimensional interstellar travel that is capable through the use of psychedelics and through the use of meditation and through the use of going inwards, you know, like we have this, we, and, and, and sorry, who, who am I passing to next? David or Julia, if you guys want to let me know, I know both of you probably want to go next. All right, Ju Julia, I think David's saying you can go next. So, okay. So I, whatever works. Okay. So I, again, you know, when you look, when you look at kind of like the, the, the state of the world and everything right now, we have this idea of kind of like space travel and we have this idea of like, you know, man's frontier is about going to the stars and going outwards and shooting giant phalluses into space, so to speak. I mean, you know, it's almost kind of like something that's very much a reflection um, of kind of like some sort of like egoic archetype that, that we're, that we're in right now. But what happens when we understand that there is equally, if not more, space to be able to explore when we go inwards? And it's always going to be the kind of, and that's the thing, kind of like with, with, what, um, with what Rob is saying, like there are literal spaces that you can access. And, and, this, is, and this is where I'm like, I'm not an expert on this. I'm interested in being able to see, you know, like, are there common spaces? Are there pathways that we can actually map out? Are there techniques where it's like, hey, if you do X, Y, Z and breathe using this method and take point this and have this intention and have this mantra and set this intention, then you will be like met at the front gates of like some sort of realm by another dimensional being who will enter you into the space or something like that. And again, this is where we're literally, this is, and again, this is stuff that Terrence McKenna was talking about where it's like, you know, people think that alien contact is going to happen when they like land on the front line. But meanwhile, alien contact, which is, again, more so like proto-dimensional opposed to just extraterrestrial, has been happening through the psychedelic experience. It's been happening by going inwards. And, and the big thing is understanding that these beings that we're encountering, they're not so foreign from us as we might believe them to be. They're actually us. They are actually us. Like we, we are like the ones that are lost. Like we are the ones that have kind of like wandered off. And now when we work with these psychedelics, it's kind of like, they're, they're like, 
especially when you get into the, like those DMT states and people, you know, they have this feeling of this immense and the same with psychedelic NLC, this immense feeling of like home of kind of like returning home. And then especially if you get into these other states where there's literally like other beings and they're kind of like, they can, they can be like that would be like, welcome home, you know, again, psychedelic experiences are going to be incredibly unique for every single person that does them obviously there are going to be psychedelic experiences which are going to be less than pleasant i do not think that that is always going to be something that will happen and i think one of the best things that we can do to be able to honor the psychedelic relationship is to be able to prepare ourselves for them as best as we can before we go into them as a sign of respect and even still you know it's kind of like this thing like you will get the trip you you need not just the trip that you want so like when you kind of show up from the this place of humility and again that can be a part of the experience where you learn to let go there will be people that will go into into a psychedelic experience and maybe they might be doing it in retrospect at a time that maybe isn't quote unquote the best time but they will still get a valuable lesson out of it even if that lesson is like a swift kick in the psychic nuts so to speak because you're like you know like that's what you get like that's what you get when you don't really prepare for this because this is like something super sacred maybe next time that you do this you know do it when you're in a place where you just kind of like feel uh more kind of like capable of like receiving that which the universe is about to kind of like pour into you because it's like you work with psychedelics and it kind of like pours this gold and you need like a cup or you need like your hands open to be able to receive it and you just kind of like do it and you're just like woo that it's just going to spill everywhere and then it, it, it like angers the the gods or something like that not to put it quite that way um but again you know like i think they're incredibly incredibly powerful and even in the midst of a great experience you can still have times that are going to be uncomfortable but i think the uncomfortableness is actually a part of the experience to be able to learn how to bring you back to harmony like you can be in the great experience and then it only takes like one thought to kind of start kind of fractaling into something else. But then if you're aware of that thought kind of starting to fractal, instead of tripping off of it, you can kind of be like, okay, I'm going to bring myself back to my breath. And then you kind of work with it. And again, not to say this on Passive Julian, I apologize. I know I'm so excited here. It's hard not to talk about it. I know we're all excited. And that's part of the reason why I want to have this discussion is like, feel the excitement of us talking about this because the excitement is real. The excitement is like, oh my God, it makes me smile. It feels like I'm on psychedelics right now just by talking about it. And 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 I know for those of you who do this, like you get into that point where like your cheeks just hurt because you've been smiling so much. Um, but again, I, I was just going to say that uh, again, you know, like the psychedelics will do a very, very powerful job of showing you knots within yourself that you need to unknot. And that's kind of goes back to this metaphor when we think of ourselves as like a rope and then over the time this rope gets tangled into a bunch of knots, the psychedelic will kind of show you and be like, here's a knot that you can work on. And then if you might just need to sit with it for a little bit, you know, and, and that's the thing, the psychedelics, like you'll almost try to get away from the thought and then the psychedelics kind of like this consciousness that's kind of helping you. It's literally kind of like a mentor, an ally. It's like, it's like no, like sit with this thought. Like, don't run away from this. Like, sit with this, sit with this. And you're just like, I don't want to sit with it. Sit with this. And then you sit with it. And then, you know, like, suddenly it kind of dissolves. And you're just like, oh, like, I, oh, oh, I, I released something in myself. I moved something. Energy shifted there. Um, so again, that's where you get into this idea that the psychedelics are medicine. They are literally medicine. Medicine that helps us kind of like remove emotional blockage, purge old energetic patterns. Um, and that's especially obvious when you start getting into the, the ayahuasca uh, side of things where the physical purge of the vomiting that occurs in ayahuasca is literally uh, a reflection of the energetic purge and we probably all have this this kind of like energetic kind of like 
baggage that we've kind of accumulated and, and something like ayahuasca can physically purge that but the physical purge is also the energetic purge as well and then again it's the the mental the mental journey of as well anyways passing it over to julia <laughs> sorry guys i know i'm talking there for a while diving deep here so if you guys are enjoying this broadcast drop those 777s in the chat keep sharing for those of you on tiktok click the link in my profile to be able to join in on youtube or else you won't be able to hear the other speakers so that said julia thank you so much for being here and when you're ready please feel free to briefly introduce yourself and go right ahead thank you hi everyone i'm julia <laughs> so i like love everything that is being talked about right now and i'm like oh my gosh where do i start i have so much that i like i want to share and like i don't even know where to begin but um i love that you know, we're discussing how psychedelics can be used in like a healing kind of way. Um, I did a lot of drugs when I was younger. And when I, I think it was like maybe 15 years ago that I did LSD for the first time. And that was like, I was working my way up to that point. And I don't think that um, all the weird drugs I was doing like ever prepared me for that trip, um, especially because I, <laughs> I didn't know what to expect and that we were also just like partying it was also like not it wasn't meant for like a healing experience for me but um i got that kick in the spiritual nuts i guess you would say um i totally like oh my gosh i had like the complete ego death like everything just like completely like my whole life just changed from that experience and um, what I would say for people who want to have this experience, don't do it in a party situation and make sure you're around people who love you and who you love and who you trust. Um, that makes a huge difference in the way that things turn out and your whole experience with it. Um, even though I had the whole like ego dimorphic, um, even though I had the whole like experience of like dying um which was so uncomfortable um i think that my favorite like bits have been when i was like in nature and able to do art and really like play with those kinds of things and really like dive in like in a more safe environment um with people who are going to protect me instead of like laughing at me when i'm like in in the fetal position crying <laughs> um but yeah, I think that the one of the neatest things is like about psychedelics is that you kind of are faced with your mortality. Um, you know, I think that we here on earth, we always think about, you know, what is our existence? Like what, you know, and mortality is something that's really fear, feared. Um, so when I had that experience, that was life-changing for me. I remember, um, feeling like the attachment to people who I really loved. I like was like, I had like this spiraling kind of vision of my dog dying who like I was super attached to. She was like my, she was my baby. Like all my tears from all my teenage like years, like all of those were like in her fur. <laughs> she was like my baby and losing her was really scary in like in this trip that I was on. And then I started to lose my parents and I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, how is this happening? Like, how are they dying? And then, oh my gosh, like I suddenly knew that I was about to die and everything went black and like we were in space almost. It was so bizarre. Um, 
but that was so transformative because it made me think about like my mind and my body and my soul like what am I like what is existence what is reality because I'm still like able to think and um so that was really um I wish that I had someone there to like be with me during that time I was really like really alone like crying um so I think that going forward all the other experiences that I've had with psychedelics have been really great um and um, so yeah, I just wanted to share that one experience because I was like thinking about psychedelics really brings up mortality in a lot of different ways um, and what, what, is, what is real. Um, and I also wanted to share a poem that someone sent me this morning. Um, and it was just like, oh my gosh, this is, I, I kind of just want to share that if that's okay. Um, okay. Um, I look into the mirror and see my own beauty. I see the truth of the universe revealing itself as me. I rise in the sky as the morning sun, not to be surprised every particle of creation is my own form. What are the Holy Spirits? My essence revealed and the human body, the vessel of my own form. What is the ocean that encircles the world? A drop of my abundant grace. And the purest light that fills every soul, a spark of my illumination. What is the water that grants eternal life? A drop of my divine nectar. And the breath that brings the dead back to life? A puff of my breath, the breath of all life. I am light itself, reflected in the heart of everyone. I am the treasure of the divine name, the shining essence of all things, from the highest heavens to the bedrock of the earth. All is but a shadow of my splendor. If I dropped the veil covering my true essence, the world would be lost in a flash of brilliant light. And I was like, how did you like that? That poem was so beautiful. It was like that last bit was so perfect for my experience of like, I lost myself. I wasn't my body anymore. I became one with everything. My, my dog wasn't a dog. It was like, we were all together in this space of blackness and, and whatever. I don't know. It was just like, so, so deep. And um, yeah, I just wanted to share that experience and just, you know, promote doing art and being with nature and being surrounded by people who love you. Oh, and um, I remember feeling very, very cold in that first experience. And so um, I don't know why I got like my blanket here and I got chills when um, we first started talking. So I don't know what's happening, but um, make sure that you are just, your whole body is content and hydrated and um, warm and music. Oh my gosh, music is so beautiful. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what I wanted to share right now. Um, there's just so much to go into. Um, but yeah, that was my experience for the first time and like going forward, how I kind of moved into using it in other ways and moving away from like other drugs that <laughs> weren't so helpful in my spiritual development. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Julia, so much for, for sharing. And, and again, just for being able to, to share with us a bit of that, that vulnerability and that experience, because again, I'm, I'm sure just that in itself is, is something that I'm sure other people can kind of 
relate to through through their own ways so yeah yeah beautiful awesome thank you julia and and again even even with what what julia was talking about um i'll just say this and i'll pass it over to david you know when we're talking about like what's the purpose of psychedelics art art is one of the big purposes of psychedelics and this is where like i think it's important for us to be able to get into this mindset especially when we're working with psychedelics to be able to go there as like ambassadors to be able to go there with the intention of bringing something back bringing something of insight bringing something of vision bringing something of beauty it can be a little idea it can be a big idea it can be a poem again what julio was sharing it can be a vision it can be again you know like a visual art piece you you look at literally the wave of psychedelic artists that have emerged over the past like 15 years you know notable people such as like alex gray and allison gray and all the many 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 psychedelic artists that have emerged uh, over these past few years it's incredibly profound because again you know it's like we're taking these like these visions of the ineffable and yet we're crystallizing them into something that when we share them with other people it speaks to their soul it speaks to their heart and again you know if our journey is literally to be able to help shift consciousness art is one of the ways we do that like you can't spell heart without art and so how can the visions and the experiences of psychedelics actually inspire us as artists as artists to be able to help bring more of that vision into the world and that's the thing there are going to be some people in this reality and they will go throughout their entire lifetime and they won't do psychedelics now that's not to say they won't have a psychedelic experience because one of the things that's very notable to take uh, to, to bring into reference is the idea that we are born through a psychedelic experience and we leave through a psychedelic experience uh, at the mo at the moment of death and at the moment of of, of birth uh, DMT is released in the brain at least to the best of our knowledge um, which for me it makes sense and then again the same idea that DMT is naturally released in the brain during sleep so this is where you know literally people could go through their entire lifetime and never do mushrooms or LSD or anything like that and yet that moment when they're on their deathbed they'll have this experience and you'll just see them and like uh, if they're in a peaceful place or they're kind of like content with their body and you'll just see kind of like a look come over their eyes and it's as, as if they're seeing something that's in the room that you don't see but they're seeing it and again this is just kind of like this connection where with dmt it has this very very powerful capability of just kind of like opening up like this like inner psychedelic stargate is one of the ways that i try to describe it um so again you know the psychedelic experience uh, you literally talk to people like terence mckenna and he says like it's equally important to the human experience with something such as uh, sex you know it's right up there it's a it's a fundamental part of our human existence of course i encourage people to make choices that's right for them i encourage people to be able to check in with with what what paradigms they might be listening to that is kind of holding them back and again without us telling anyone what to do here I think through having discussion and education, it helps distill some of the fear because I know there's a lot of people that would be like, oh, I'll never do psychedelics because I don't want to, you know, like, like pretend I can fly and jump off a building, which is the old propaganda stuff, or I don't want my brain to bleed, you know, all of these things, right? So again, you know, when people are educated, then it's important to give them the opportunity to be able to make that choice for themselves. And, and as humans, being able to explore our own consciousness is one of our sovereign birthrights, you know, or at least it should be, you know. So, I, again, when we're working with psychedelics, it is literally something that will connect you with 
a deeper part of your understanding of what it means to be spirit, of what it means to be soul. And that's an incredibly beautiful thing. It's an incredibly beautiful thing. And when it happens, you know, it, it can greatly it can greatly change the rest of your life. One psychedelic experience can change someone's life, um, literally just by being able to change the way they look at things and the way they relate to things. And that's the thing with psych with a lot of the psychedelics, and I'll just say this, and again, just as context for those who may be new to this, the majority of psychedelics, when when people do them, it's not like an addictive thing, you know? If they're an addictive person, they might develop some sort of addiction to it. That can be relative. But with most psychedelics, people will do that and just be like, wow, like I'm content with that. And then they might not do it for quite some time. And again, that's what I was saying with me. Like my routine is like maybe to do them once a year. But when I do it, it's like very, very, very intentionally. And then I do it as kind of like a celebration, as a reunion to be able to reconnect. And then that one psychedelic experience will kind of like, keep me like just kind of like I'll, I'll ride that wave throughout the year throughout the year you know and sometimes it won't even show me anything new but it just kind of like reconnects me with with that that vigor and that inspiration and that magic and that palpableness so um again you know it's it's, it's in the same way it's important for us to be able to reconnect with our friends and have discussions and you know if you haven't hung out with your friends in a while and, and you hang out with your friends and it's like the first time you've hung out with them in months what does that feel like it's like oh i needed that i needed that you know and then and then you might be good for a couple of weeks it's the same with psychedelics you know you kind of go into it you're like oh I, and then that's the thing, like so for a lot of people, it's like they don't even know that they need it. Right. So that's kind of like the interesting thing. And again, not saying you need anything, but when used with that powerful intention, it can be incredibly, incredibly transformational. All right, David, let's pass it over to you. David, a.k.a. motivational speaker on TikTok. Please feel free to introduce yourself, dude. Thank you so much for joining. And when you're ready, go right ahead. Hey, everybody. I'm David. Good to see everybody. He was loving this. Oh man, I love all the conscious talk about the uh, the Stargate. That is, that's hot. Cause I literally was telling, talking to my buddy about that the other day. I was like, it's the future of space travel guys. Like you don't understand. Um, so um, I would say for me, I feel like I had what I'd call, or I mean, I guess everybody kind of has this feeling, but I had such an ideal psychedelic experience because specifically for me, I didn't do any sort of like psychedelics until like, pretty much after my spiritual awakening. So um, I had a pretty intense awakening experience that lasted uh, about eight months or so, uh, give or take throughout um, the time where I would kind of pop in and out of these like really intense samadhi states just randomly in like at the mall. Um, and I still hadn't had a lot of context i don't think i even knew i would i wouldn't have at the time described it as a spiritual awakening i was just like shit's getting weird um so um i eventually um was like having conversations with my friends and probably just giving them an ear beating about the universe or something and my buddy is just like bro are you like on psychedelics like are you like are you like just doing mushrooms all the time and i'm like what what no like like, and it's really interesting because I really, everybody has sort of mentioned the sort of bias to psychedelics. I was not aware that I had so many sort of like pre-programmed biases to those types of drugs. And um, it, it was super interesting to confront that and to be confronted by that with like having somebody else be like, hey, you kind of sound like you're doing mushrooms all the time now could you chill um 
and I was like, oh, maybe I'll try mushrooms. So that's that's what kind of brought me into that space. I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll I'll check this out. Because uh, you know, if you can't, it, you mean I it was it was a very intense period of my life, and so when I did kind of finally make my way to psychedelics, I was <laughs> I don't want to say disappointed, but I was like, oh yeah this makes sense like this this is yeah this is what it is it was it seemed very uh homey partially because of that that kind of natural home feeling you get but also i would say because i was like oh no i've been here before this is this is sort of it was kind of a confirmation of like oh like i wasn't crazy that felt like home this feels like home this is real the other stuff we need to we need to evaluate and it really kind of sort of sandwiched me with this uh really warm kind of feeling that like oh wow this is another this is another kind of game uh that we're playing now which was really exciting um but so i guess really my first experience was just uh with sort of lsd i guess it was lsd yeah and it was uh it was great i mean it was just really just kind of this bright um thing i i know i got a lot of writing done if you can tell by any of this ex like exchange i talk entirely too much so there's a lot of talking usually i'm a very an extrovert i like to speak things out and kind of play with them out in space um but uh one thing that that always happens is that uh i it, it's such a wonderful teacher in that if you're i feel i feel like i i want to be an advocate for doing any sort of personal work um like before you do any psychedelics because i think the benefits of that of course they can you know break you open and, and help you in so many ways but i think there's so many just there's so many more kind of benefits that you can glean if you're in a good space when you're going into it. And for me, it was really great because I got the opportunity to um, like approach things that I was dealing with in my personal life, in my life, um, from a sort of a space of neutrality. I know psychedelics do help with that, but there, the resistance wasn't there. So it was just, it's like, I guess I, I describe it as like kind of doing shadow work, but like, completely just it's like you're just kind of walking around in your shadow like oh yeah that's why i'm doing this thing i'm like we're, we're, we're done with that now cool 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 like and the the medicine would lead you in a direction and it was like oh cool yeah that's true definitely gonna deal with that and it became such a light space for me and man I'm, i was i'm really excited every time i do psychedelics i still get a little like oh no maybe, maybe this, is, this is whatever but um yeah, it's definitely a, a targeted medicine that I love using now. And I would, I, you know, I can't recommend it enough to enough people. So I think that's enough for right now. I've like hella stories. I just don't want to talk too much. Or Brendan's gone. Beautiful. No, no, I'm, I'm right here. I was just, I was just in another dimension. So there we go. Cool. All right. Okay. Awesome. David, thank you so much for sharing. And again, thank you everyone. As we've gone around the circle once here, I do want to be able to just invite people, inviting people in the chat to be able to share some additional insights as well. If you guys want to be able to talk about the additional ways in which psychedelics have made an impact in your life. And, and again, you know, like, I think that's one of the interesting things if we were to just kind of 
not only be able to talk about you know just kind of like the spiritual wisdom that that we've gained from them but like have they made us different people like like this is the thing that kind of makes it interesting where it's like the synchronicity of psychedelics is almost kind of something where they are always a part of our path whether or not we fully realize it until we do arrive at it and so for me like that was always like something where um kind of like similar to, to what you were talking about there david as well where it's like you're going through your reality you're kind of like just going through things everything's just kind of like following through the motions but then when you get into that psychedelic state it's this feeling of like i have arrived like as if like this moment has been waiting for me as if like this moment already existed and then like i arrived into it sort of thing and for me like that's what i really really felt with um when i did like the five grams of mushroom like it was like actually this is interesting and and i don't think anybody specifically talked about this it was an overwhelming sense of deja vu like that was like the best way i could describe it it was just like this is like 100 percent deja vu uh where i am right now so again it's like this idea that you know the psychedelic experience it's not like it's just like something that happens it's something that is like already a part of our destiny as if like as soul we like agree to doing psychedelics before we even incarnate within this physical incarnation and um and again and even when when i did like lsd and 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 oh man like the dm the dmt experience that i had was so so incredibly visceral um and and i'll I'll just talk about this real quick and then i'll I'll pass it over to rob because i I do want to just continue to keep the conversation flowing um and again what we'll do here we'll just kind of like continue to to let us just kind of like chit chat about it here and also just kind of like getting into that space where the psychedelics again like they have a voice in this you know the mushrooms are speaking through us right now like what is the wisdom of the mushrooms what is the wisdom that is kind of like coming through how can we be an ambassador with them right now but when i was working um, well one thing i should say is that like when you're working with psychedelics when you're working with lsd when you're working with mushrooms when you're working with dmt um it's kind of interesting and i'd like to hear your guys thoughts on this like are these you know, completely different ballparks or are they like different doors to the same place? Like, are they different paths to get us to the same place? Because one of the things is that like, even with um, when you're working with things through like the open-eyed visuals uh, with with DMT, um, in retrospect, even though I hadn't done LSD at the time or hadn't done like a five gram mushroom trip at the time, um, in retrospect, doing DMT almost like instantly takes you to like the peak of a five gram mushroom experience like right there like you are there it takes it's like a rocket ship it just kind of like takes you right to there um so again you know like with this idea that like all of these tools are opening up receptors are opening up signals are opening up um it's kind of like this idea where okay this is this is one way i'll and again i'm literally we're literally trying to explain something that is almost beyond words um but one of the things i was going to say is this idea that through psychedelics one of the things i've learned is that we are literally in an ocean of energy and within this ocean of energy there's different frequencies and these frequencies are modes of perception And so when we're with psychedelics, it's like we kind of like tune our frequency and we're still in the same place. We're still interacting with the same energy, but we're just perceiving it um, in a way that we weren't previously able to. It's kind of, again, like kind of like turning a dial on on a radio signal. And that's kind of the thing with psychedelics that for me, it's kind of like this idea that like what you're seeing 
has always been there. Like what you're experiencing right now, it's not like it's literally just you hallucinating. There's parts of your brain kind of piecing things together, but it's literally you seeing this like constant ocean of energy that is always there. And that for me, um, especially when, when I did DMT was so vivid, was so incredibly obvious where basically what I saw when I did DMT, and, and I'll just chat here, because I, I, if Rob's back in a minute, we'll pass it to Rob, otherwise we'll pass it to whoever. Um, yeah, okay, we'll pass it to Rob. Um, where what I literally, when I, when I had DMT and I explained it afterwards to people, it was literally like this idea that, you know, I said, I, I could see the code of the matrix. Like that is, that, it, that was the analogy that I used in reference to the idea of like that scene in the matrix when Neo actually, in the first one, Neo dies, and then he like kind of like comes back and then he's in that mode where he can see all the code and he sees the agents and stuff like that. When I was with, when I was working with DMT that first time and keep in mind, this was in 2009, I was only 21 at the time, but I was like, I was asking for it. Like I had the intention. I was like, yo, okay, if it's ready, it will find me. And synchronicity brought it to me, right? Like I didn't have to like go on the black market or anything like synchronicity brought DMT to me and the universe is like, here like this is for you like everything is aligning this is your moment this is your experience this is what you have chosen for yourself and when i did dmt it was this incredibly visceral experience where what i could see was literally what i referred to as a code of the matrix but what it was and aka what this reality was was literally like golden sacred geometry infinitely unfolding upon itself like that, like that was literally the best way I could try to explain it into words. Um, and it was so visceral and it was so real. And one of the things that really just brought it home with me was the idea of, again, understanding that like this was so familiar. Like this was actually something that was like an aha. It was, a, as David was saying, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a returning home feeling. Um, and it was incredibly obvious that this reality that we are in was literally pure light was literally just like infinitely unfolding light and I was a part of that. And it was incredibly obvious that I was this like being of light. And so again, when we think about the bigger story of the shift in consciousness, it's literally this idea that we go through this process of intentionally incarnating here into this reality with amnesia so that we can go through the journey of remembering. And when we work with psychedelics, it really brings us back to this process of remembering. And when you understand why things don't look like that all the time, it's because if they did, it would be incredibly obvious that we are spiritual beings having this human experience or we are beings of light having this human experience. And it would kind of take away a bit of the narrative. It would take away a bit of the journey. Um, that plus it would be very challenging to be able to do regular things like, you know, like operating, like cooking and driving cars and, you know, like doing remedial tasks and things like that. Like these states, as, as natural as they are, um, Again, it's like the human vessel has been orchestrated where it's created its own psychedelic experience that we refer to as normal that allows us to operate like that. And that's that's a big part of the lesson is like this reality as we experience it normally, quote unquote, is a psychedelic experience in itself. But it, since it's so common, we just don't think of it that way, even though it very much is. And if you want to be able to experience this without the use of like LSD mushrooms or DMT, one of the, one of the simple ways you can do this is, and, and again, this is kind of, you know, encouraging people to be able to practice this is through breath work, is through meditation. If you want to do this, one of the simplest ways that you can do this, anybody could do this. You could, you could go do this tomorrow. Go into the woods, go into the forest or go anywhere. 
um, and ideally into the forest where you can kind of like sink into the biorhythm of the trees. That helps things to anchor you in. And basically what you can do is you can pick a spot and eye gaze on it. So pick a leaf or pick like a tree and just eye gaze on it. And then try not to blink, soften your vision, keep your gaze in one spot and continue to breathe and just stay in that spot. And what you will actually notice is that when you are still, when you're in that place of stillness, the illusion of reality that we perceive as normal begins to dissolve and you will actually begin to see a natural psychedelic vision. Suddenly the trees around you, you won't be able to kind of like see it as like, oh, one tree, one tree, one tree. It will just kind of look like tree. Like it will just be like an ocean of tree, so to speak. Um, so again, like that's kind of the thing is that when you're in these meditative states, you can actually begin to kind of naturally pull back the veil. But the way how the biology of this human vehicle works is that as soon as we move, as soon as we get up and stand up and bring movement to our body, it like, it, it's kind of like a, like it magnetizes us back to this normal psychedelic vision. So that's where it's like, you might be in this psychedelic state. You might be looking at something. You might be eye gazing, be it with a tree or even with yourself in the mirror. That's another thing to do. Um, and then as soon as you like get up and look around, like everything will go back to normal. But if you stay still and get good at staying still, you can actually observe these natural psychedelic states. And so again, kind of what the psychedelics are doing is basically bringing to the surface this natural psychedelic state. But when you get up and move, it stays and you can continue to exist within it. Um, Rob, I saw you nodding along with that, but yeah, I'll just pass it over to you at this point. Again, this is just like popcorn style. Uh, whatever you guys feel you want to be able to add to the conversation, again, wisdom. And again, keeping in mind that there are people listening to this who are younger, who are learning just by listening. So any additional insight, guidance, tips that you feel appropriate to share, go for it. Rob, when you're ready, passing it over to you and go right ahead, dude. Yeah, I don't even know where to start. Like, I resonate with all of you so much with all of this. Um, I guess I kind of want to expand on when you mentioned if these psychedelics or different methods of reaching quote unquote like an enlightened state or a meditative state are like different experiences or if they're all leading to that same space. And I, I do think that they're just different paths leading to that same that same space of awareness because I noticed um, my psilocybin mushroom experiences were very similar to um, my LSD experiences. Now I've never um, experimented with uh, dimethyltryptamine and DMT, but I absolutely would love to. Like I'm not opposed to that at all. Um, but I, from the experiences that I've listened to, they're very similar. Like like you mentioned, um, having like a, a peak five gram um, psilocybin mushroom experience, DMT kind of shoots you right to that um, right to that space and awareness right away. So um, I just want to kind of touch on that. But uh, Julia, you mentioned uh, how you get uh, chills and, and, and things like that. And I'm actually getting chills right now, too, because and you can let me know if it resonates with you. Yeah. So like I've noticed, especially after having um, my realized awakening, you know, it's very I feel like it's very, um, very touchy to talk about like an enlightening experience because then automatically people are like oh this guy he's like enlightened or something when i started realizing that i was on my spiritual path um i started realizing that i would get goosebumps when things would like, resonate with me extremely like extremely profoundly like to the point where it, it's vibrating my pineal like i'm i'm sitting here and like just straight vibrating and i notice that i get chills and goosebumps every time i hear someone speak some sort of truth 
So I think, yeah, goosebumps and chills are a really good indicator to know if something um, is truly like a truth through your like own experience. So, um, yeah, I, I just think um, I, I kind of wanted to go into how psychedelics actually helped me because I didn't really necessarily go into that. Um, in high school, like I mentioned, I did sports and, and all of that. And I was really physically active, but I did have a temper. I had a really, not, I shouldn't say a really bad temper to the point where I had like anger management, but it was borderline. I'm, I'm going to admit it was borderline. So um, it affected my relationships and, and everything like that. And, and after having um, been exposed to marijuana, that's what kind of chilled me down. And I started realizing, oh, like I'm not having these like moments where I'm extremely angry for no reason, like forgetting my car keys getting angry type of thing. So I, I was like, okay, maybe these like natural herbs actually have some potential healing qualities to them. Uh, let me see what else is there. And that's when um, I started experimenting more with um, psychedelics. And um, you mentioned, Julia, you mentioned how you had like the idea of mortality. The first time when I took the five grams, that was a reoccurring theme all the time. I, I would go from being in my body to thinking, okay, I'm, I'm dying. I'm about to die. Like I'm about to leave. And so I go in and I leave my body and I'm like, okay, wait, I, I thought I was about to die. Like that, that felt like DMT was shooting through me. I thought I was about to die. Um, but I'm fine. Like everything's okay. Like I'm in the corner of a room examining the room, you know, having an outer body experience, everything's going backwards. People around me are speaking backwards. And so, um, so I started to realize, okay, maybe my, my perception of death is what's stopping me from achieving whatever it is that I want to achieve this, this fear of death. And so uh, I started to really get comfortable with feeling that fear of, of death and just getting really comfortable with that. And as soon as I started to tap into that kind of space, I started going through all of my friends' lives, like all of my close friends. I saw from birth to death, it was, it was very rapid. It was, like a, it was like a timeline or a reel that was going super fast and it was going from one person to another person. And I, I saw them as, as an extension of me. And so um, finally, when my trip ended, I returned back to my body and I thought to myself, oh my God, now I have to go through that cycle of life. At the time, it was, it was, it was like, a big hit like when I came back to my body it was a huge like oh wow like I was just in a state of bliss where literally everything like there was no emotion no fear nothing I was just extremely blissful and now I'm here and I have to try to achieve that state you know naturally or that was the message that was that was coming to me and like throughout the whole thing um, I have these meditation practices that I went to the Isha Foundation for those of you that um, know uh, Sadhguru has um, a foundation that he's organized and so a lot of my practices in and yoga I learned through him and so um, I, I kept being told make sure you stay consistent with those practices because that will get you there there's no one obviously telling me that but it was something that when I came to my body I realized that that's what I had to do and so over time I began to read about um, different forms of I guess spiritual teachings so astrology being one of them alchemy reading about like the alchemical marriage and the philosopher's stone the elixir of life and how um how it's like a blueprint using the divine masculine the divine feminine the monad the dyad making sure that those are perfectly in line so that you can have that enlightening experience um through the seven major operations of alchemy and so i i started reading through all of this all of these different teachings and i realized astrology is all pointing to the same same um, space of awareness or to that same experience through a different way it's the it's the language of the stars so a lot of the times i know especially when you're newer to um like spiritual teachings um and you have 
those people around you that aren't really vibing with that, they, they might say it's like all hocus pocus. But to me, what really helped me because I know there's a lot, it, it gets very discouraging when you've been, you love, you've been with them your whole life or partially your whole life. It, it doesn't matter. You have people you, around you, you love and you see something of the truth and they don't. So it's very difficult to kind of, um, kind of uh, stick with your path, your spiritual path. And psychedelics really helped me stay on that path, you know. And so I began seeing as a, uh, looking at the stars as a language. So just like we don't believe in the language of English, we we know it. Just so too the stars. We don't believe in the stars. We know the language of the stars. And so all of this was literally as a result of me experimenting with psychedelics. And so everyone has their own path of how they dive into different um, fields of knowledge. And I think that psychedelics not only helped me with like my anger issues um it literally helped me with staying committed dedicated to myself looking at myself as a temple and just having that outer body experience my perspective on my physical vessel just completely got i mean it's an ego death it completely got rearranged like every everything that i was i thought was it wasn't and, and i the more i began being comfortable with that the more, um, the more I realized I was at peace. And so the more comfort I had with things like dying and, and things that sound like very, like, oh, I don't, I don't want to talk about that. The more I got comfortable with that, I realized the more peaceful I became. And so, yeah, I, I just think, um, I just think psychedelics, um, like David said, it, you, you have to make sure you're in um, a certain space of, of just, um, a certain space of just making sure that you're in a good environment, making sure that you're mentally prepared, because you will get, a lesson, whether it's the one you um, you intended or not, you get the one you need. So I think it's it's really important that we we make sure we're we're focusing on ourselves soberly, you know, doing our meditative practices, things like that, um, to make sure that we're in uh, proper alignment to make sure that we have proper downloads when it comes to taking these um, natural medicines. So um, before I hand it off, I wanted to kind of elaborate or go into more depth on um, Brendan. You said. Uh, how we develop uh, or we have a burst of DMT during fetus development. And I, I was actually not too long ago reading about this because um, uh, I was, I think I mentioned to you, I was working on a lecture on elementalism. Um, and so part of that uh, lecture involved DMT and how on the 49th day of fetus development, we actually have a burst of DMT. And that's when our pineal gland becomes uh, biologically functional. So meaning it can operate, meaning it can uh, perceive things and so it becomes an antenna to the soul. When the soul inhabits that pineal, we start experiencing things on a soul level. The soul observes these um, perceptions and it also is connected to source. So um, another cool, a cool thing that I came across was UV light from the sun. When we interact with uh, UV light, specifically UVB rays, we actually, when it enters our cornea, it sends light encoded messages to the pineal. And so I, I started uh, looking more into that and how, um, when when you have when someone has a lack of sunlight because i mean i i'm very into health so so i just i just love everything about the human physical body and so i was reading about how light actually interacts with our body and so um i was i was reading about um how uh, you have um you have a certain experience due to light and so uh when you have um when you have light entering your eyes interacting with the pineal it's it activates um uh, certain receptors or certain um, 
glands to produce hormones, things like that. So there's an interaction between light and the physical vessel and uh, the soul, you know, operating and managing all of these perceptual senses. And so um, I kind of put two and two together and thought, okay, a lot of people are asking how to um, get in touch with their intuition and how to, um, you know, tap into and download information. And so when you, when you listen to the soul, that is intuition. And when you have a lack of light, um, you have a lack of interaction with the soul. So you're operating from strictly a, a perceptual sense, uh, like a physical, a physical touch or an emotional sense. You have no information or downloads from the soul due to lack of sunlight. So um, that's kind of really off topic, but I, I really wanted to kind of dive into that, um, how DMT is really um, just, a, just an amazing thing that naturally can produce. And there are a lot of different methods to kind of, kind of spurt DMT throughout us. Breathing is one of them. Um, obviously, taking dimethyltryptamine or smoking dimethyltryptamine is, is another, drinking ayahuasca. Uh, so I think, um, I think that's just, to me, psychedelics should be used as a tool to experience things um, kind of as a, I don't want to say a shortcut, but it is sort of a shortcut to um, the meditative practice and meditative works. Obviously, doing it sober is the best way to do it um, because you, you, you don't become reliant on certain things. But psychedelics should always be used with the intention, like David said, to make sure that um, you're in the right space to receive those certain downloads. So I just kind of wanted to expand on that. Um, I don't know who wants to go up next, Julia, David, maybe Brendan. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Rob, for reiterating those points. And uh, yeah, again, you know, like we'll, we'll just kind of take a moment here to just go over some super simple basics um, in terms of some tips and tricks and or just like general ideas, again, for those of you who are perhaps new to this. And and even for, for those of you in the chat, like if you wanted to be able to like mention you know something that you would recommend for people who may be new to psychedelics what would you tell them and again as as david was already saying you know intention being one of them we have already talked about this setting being very important uh doing your education ahead of time being able to make sure if you can that you have someone who's already familiar uh with the psychedelics who might be able to hold space for you someone who could be like a trip sitter or just someone who's already done it who can be with you can be like a bit of a guide uh, as Julia was saying even being able to have music and art nearby things that are tangible uh, being able to have uh, things that you're comfortable with even like food snacks like little nuts little berries uh, eating fruit while on psychedelics is an incredibly sacred experience uh, fruit juice you know just like chugging some juice like I remember like just like oh my goodness like the first time when when me and my buddies like did mushrooms and then like like literally just like we had this like nectar juice and it like tasted like it was like the blood of god or something like that i don't know it was like i was like this is so delicious and like does it always taste like this like have i been you know have i been missing out like have i been sleepwalking this whole time but um yeah again you know those, those are some simple things and even just planning things out ahead of time figuring out the time duration um again you know don't don't do things if you feel like you're being pressured into it um really really be patient with things 
Uh, if you feel like it's a little bit of a rush, then maybe just wait and wait to that moment when it really feels like it's right and the universe is kind of giving you signs and things are kind of in alignment, um, planning it so that, again, you know, like you're not driving anywhere right after, making sure that you're not going to be reliant on someone else uh, just in case things like don't go the way you plan, um, being able to kind of like, you know, if you're doing it like earlier in the day or again, just being able to be aware of the fact that if like don't necessarily always do it too late at night unless you plan on staying up all night and, and then again even just taking like the next day to be able to have a day to be able to integrate to be able to reintegrate because after you do psychedelics for like the next like 24 hours you're, you're kind of going to be like a little alien like you're kind of going to be like this little like creature that's just going to be like reintegrating their way back into society sometimes like i remember i remember um and and obviously a huge shout out look we got lacy here lacy's here so we're gonna we're gonna pass over to lacy as well in the next moment because lacy um is that cool lacy you got some things to share sure <clears throat> cool lacy lacy's got some uh some things that that she can share as well but i remember when i did my five grand mushroom experience like i literally um and and what I also want to do, be able to do, you know, like let's let's get into a little bit of like story time with like psychedelics and stuff like that, because it's always fascinating, you know. Um, and again, you know, there's the stories that we experience when we're kind of like focusing on the external, but then there's also the stories that we experience when we when we focus on the internal. Um, a lot of people, it's interesting because they will do psychedelics and they will literally go through an entire psychedelic experience and barely close their eyes or barely intentionally meditate. Um, you know, like that, that I, I don't think I really did that the first few times that I did psychedelics. I don't think I actually stopped down and be like, okay, I'm going to meditate right now. But when you meditate on psychedelics, um, I viscerally, I really, really experienced this when I was on LSD, um, where it was basically, if you've ever seen videos on YouTube, where it's like a 3D Mandelbrot hollow fractal universe, where you're kind of like flying through infinity. And there's like these like landscapes that are shifting. It was that, like I was there, like I was in that space. And the thing that was beautiful is that it was actually like changing as a result of my thoughts. Like I was like creating landscapes and structures and cities. And like, I was like an architect and it was literally responding to my thought. And that's one of the powerful lessons that you get out of psychedelics is that you realize that your thoughts are the conductor, your focus is the director. So when you become aware of that, that's where it's very powerful to be able to feel, uh, you know, if you're starting to lose a little bit of control or if it feels like you're losing control, one of the things that you can do is bring it back to your breath. And when, you, when you're at your breath, then you can get more control over your focus and then you can redirect uh the direction that you're going into um but yeah like being in that meditative space on lsd was so so visceral and again it was literally just like i was in it i'm like oh my god this is like a computer graphic video that i've seen on the internet and, and obviously it's because other people have had these experiences and they kind of relay it but it really opened me up to this idea that there's like these inner worlds within us that we can experience um that was part of it another thing i just want to mention real quick i've had friends um the some of the most powerful stories that i hear are people who go through ayahuasca ceremonies and they literally just like literally just have super visceral experiences where they're talking about you know talking to like deities and gods and archetypes um and one interesting thing was literally a friend explained their ayahuasca experience as basically being like a six hour long lucid dream um but within this lucid dream state they are also able to basically travel through time um and they and kind of and this is kind of what rob was saying you know where you kind of had like this this almost like this this screen in front of you where you could like see your life and not even your life but other people's lives and that's one of the things that he was talking about with with the ayahuasca is literally he like had a complete retrospection of his life 
and he also got to see how other people felt during those experiences. So that's where like, you know, if there was a time where maybe he did something and it hurt a friend, the vision, and this is where it gets really interesting because it's like with the ayahuasca, you're partly in control, you're in control of how you respond, but it's almost as if, as if there's like a conductor or a facilitator. And this is like the spirit of the ayahuasca. And it's like, come my child, let us show you this vision and it will guide you through things. And it'll be, and it's almost, it's kind of, it's really weird. I'm just kind of thinking of this. It's almost like um, uh, like the the Christmas story with like the three ghosts, you know, and, and it's like the ghosts of future, past and present or whatever. And it kind of like takes them on these visions and it's like, oh, this is, you know, little Timmy's family or whatever. It's kind of like that. And you get this like deep empathetic perspective on things and, and you'll see and you'll actually feel maybe the, the, the you know, the, the, the anger that you might have expressed at someone else. You'll actually feel feel it. And because of this, you'll actually get the chance to be able to learn from it and be like, Oh, whoa, I never realized I did that. Or, or, Oh my God, maybe, you know, maybe I haven't really been as fully appreciative as my friends and my family. Um, and then it will change the way you kind of like come out of it and it will give you this very transformational journey. Um, but what I was just going to say originally, and then I'll pass it over, um, was, uh, I just remember kind of when I was just saying about the importance of kind of making time to be able to reintegrate, um, when I did five grams of mushrooms, it was literally at a, it was at a festival. And, and again, this video exists, this video is online for my Patreon supporters. And, uh, there's a three hour version for my Patreon supporters as well. Um, and I was quite, I, I looking back, I'm like, Oh man, like the fact that I documented that, like, that's like taking a camera it was like taking a camera to like another dimension. It, I, I was the fact that I documented this was like just like I'm like wow like like when I left like the festival I'm like this is like I felt like I was carrying this precious cargo like I have to get this back I have to upload this like the world has to see this right um, and and it turned out to be really beautiful but uh, long story short with that experience it, I was at a transformational festival here in Canada um, that I'd been to multiple times before and then literally for that trip I literally just like went out to a field and I just stayed there by myself for pretty much the duration of my trip for the first like four or five hours. Um, there's another funny story from that I'll share a little bit later. But after I came back from that, it's just kind of this funny image where like as I came back from that because it was like such a powerful journey I was just like walking with a walking stick and I just had my hoodie on and I was just like moving very slowly but like very like happily and I just felt like from the outside I just felt like I was like this little like Yoda creature where I was just kind of like walking around and just kind of like and then I would be like standing there at a fireplace and I just kind of be like looking with this smile on and just be like and it just like, I, like, again, I just felt like I was like this little alien type thing. Um, but it was like, it was a really, really, it was a really, really funny uh, and, and a real experience because I wasn't me like putting on a character. Just like, no, this is what my body wants to do right now. Just walk around like a little Yoda uh, with my walking stick and my hoodie. But um, anyways, uh, let, let me just check because I know you guys obviously got more to share. Are you guys, can we pass it over to Lacey next? If you guys cool with that, that's cool. Okay, cool. Sweet. Um, Lacey, would you like to go next to sure. share? Okay. So Lacey, maybe just move in a little bit and just be able to, and you, you can briefly introduce yourself, Lacey, uh, just since it's uh, the first time you've jumped in for this discussion. And, yeah, uh, sorry, I'm just joining. No problem. And, and <laughs> please feel free. And, and again, you know, spiritual wisdom of psychedelics. So um, please feel free to be able to share some spiritual wisdom you've gained from psychedelics, any personal experiences, and you can obviously split it up and we'll come back to There's it a little a bit later. There's a lot that I could talk about. Um, so I guess I'll just start where my journey Began? Is that okay? I know everyone did that. Do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So just with like spirituality in general, um, I've always been a really spiritual person since I was a little kid. Um, never really 
connected with, I guess, my family's ideas of spirit and God and the universe. So I always kind of took my own path when it came to that, um, exploring philosophy and um, a lot of science, like quantum mechanics, the nature of reality, all that, um, without psychedelics. This is like early when I was like 14. Um, I used to smoke weed back then. I, I think I was 12 or 13. I started dabbling in which weed is a psychedelic. So I started with that. And then eventually, I guess, psychedelics found me when I was 16. Um, at that time, I was any 16-year-old, still spiritual, but also like naive to the power of psychedelics and kind of just went along with my friends and was just like, yeah, let's have fun, like whatever, and not fully prepared for the kind of things that I would download because um, I I wasn't ex I wasn't looking for it. It definitely found me. Um, so by the time I was 18, I started to dabble pretty heavily with psychedelics. I did them quite regularly, um, and that's kind of when I experienced full ego death, which everyone talks about. Um, rewriting my whole identity, um, realizing that. I had lived like my whole life wearing a mask that I, you know, was trying to fit in. That I, I really wasn't um, living up to my fullest potential or my highest self, and so that led onto my journey of treating psychedelics as a sacred tool to, I guess, better me, to make me a better person, to keep trying to grow and be better. So. That was like the first beginning. Um, I get anxious talking on this. Sorry, guys. I'm not used to this. Um, and so, yeah, like the first real wake up call, I guess I would say, where I like was given, I downloaded, I don't know, from some ancestral plane, that's all I can call it, an angelic place where they gave me the tool to see reality in a completely new way and to see myself as this multi-dimensional being who was not limited to her physical body, that I was more than just my body, that I was um, able to go to the far reaches of space and time and all that stuff, mostly in dream time, but in meditation and stuff like that as well, trance work and stuff. But yeah, so I kept using psychedelics and then I realized that I had definitely reached a point where I needed to go on without them, that it was time for me to integrate as much as I could from what I learned and uh, keep leveling up in the human form and not just the spiritual form because all the time I felt back then I kind of would get lost in it, lost in this higher dimensional space and forget that I'm also a human and that I'm here <laughs> experiencing the human experience and that's also quite sacred so um, yeah but I have a lot of stories of incredible things that I saw and I felt um, deep love like I cannot fully explain um, and just obviously the stuff that I saw is like hard to put in the words but I've written out a lot of the stuff that I experience I do trip reports I guess uh, I have tons of journals I was in the dream class 
when was that, like two weeks ago? Last week. Last week. Oh, <laughs> I'm an avid dreamer, have been since I was a little kid. So um, I always document uh, the stuff that I see and experience. So I can, I'll let other people talk because I don't want to talk too much, but um, I can share some more like psychedelic experiences and also just how to yeah i think you guys covered most of it though like intention like having a sitter present or you know there's just so much that can make a trip go sideways not necessarily that that's bad but um especially if you're new to it it's nice to feel supported even if it doesn't go well so having someone there is always really important and yeah <laughs> I don't know I could go on and on about it but <laughs> yeah no that's that's great yeah. awesome thank you thank you Lacey for for jumping in and sharing your thoughts and and yeah and Lacey and I have had plenty of conversations about um some of the psychedelic stories about like the one of like the monkey gods up in the sky and stuff yeah. like that like yeah yeah, yeah that yeah. was a really good one where I downloaded like some really beautiful i don't know what how it came to me but there was i was in a lake and i was swimming in a lake and i was like i was it was lsd and i was peeking on lsd and i was up in like northern canada quebec uh wilderness and i'm just in this lake i'm like whoa and there obviously i'm just like seeing fractals just like coming off of everything i'm seeing angelic faces in the trees like morphing like mayan like egyptian like code like on everything and like and that's when i like laid back and like i was floating and then i looked up and there's these monkey gods and they're just like like hey yeah like they were just vibing with me and i was vibing with them i was like thank you and they were just pouring so much love into like me and then all this love was just like i'm like what am i learning from this and then i realized this like message came to me and i wrote this down like the next day because i couldn't write it like i couldn't write english obviously at the time but i wrote it down the next day and it, the message that came to me was every like deep down everyone feels like they're alone but we're here to remember that we're not and that was like the the lesson was like we're we're all connected we even when we feel alone we're not and i was just like weeping obviously it was just so beautiful and i felt a deeper awareness kind of and this was far after my first trip right this came probably five years later um and uh i i keep thinking that i'm like oh i've plateaued i've reached this like this place but there's just so much more there's so much more. So that was a really, really beautiful moment. It went on. There was lots more to learn in that, that night. But yeah, <laughs> that was a good one. Sorry, I rambled on. But <laughs> No, like honestly, like just, just being able to like listen to the story time of psychedelics is like fascinating in, in itself. And so I, I appreciate, I appreciate you sharing. Yeah. Lacey again. And, and again, I know, I know there, there are stories and yeah, the things we've talked about of, um, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll leave it up to you in terms of what you feel comfortable sharing and and and, and honestly I, there's there's people here who um who i talk to in the community and they're like oh i'd love to be there tonight but i'm not able to so we might be doing a part two this 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 may be like a two-part discussion because i think you know other people want to be able to get in and and practice 
being able to talk about uh, some of the conversations here. And, and for any of the leading members, if you guys want to jump in, again, we'll probably stay on here, on air for here, not for too, too much later. So maybe I'd say like within this hour, we'll get things all wrapped up. Um, but if there are some other leading members, you guys know how to join on air. So if you've been listening to this and you feel inspired, please feel free to let me know. So um, who am I passing it to next? Just give me a, a heads up and, and I'll do that in a moment. Um, pass it over to David. Yeah. And so one of the things that I'll just say real quick, again, from my personal experience with psychedelics that, that I've really kind of enjoyed, um, for me, my best experiences have been when I would like prepare for them weeks in advance, like literally like have that foresight and, and to really even like change my diet, um, even to cultivate my sexual energy and stuff like that. Like, honestly, like, like it, it, for, the, for the males and stuff like that, it's going to do you a favor if you, again, kind of like don't spill your cup leading up to the experience and everything like that. That way, so you've got like the full vital energy uh, ready to be able to, to sit with during the experience. Um, but for me, being able to kind of like prepare for these experiences and even waiting to do them um, after periods in my life where maybe there was like a big project that I had to finish or something like that. And then to be able to kind of arrive into the space as celebration and, and just kind of be able to be like, yes, like you've, you've accomplished all those like kind of like physical tasks that you had before you, you, you did this, you did your taxes, like even like remedial stuff, right? Like you helped out with like building a deck, you did the gardening, you helped your parents move some stuff or, or again, you, or you did a big art project or something like that. If you can kind of make sure that you've got a bunch of loops closed to the best of your ability, opposed to a bunch of things that are going to kind of be like half finished or, or maybe there's like, like a, you know, like an argument that you had earlier in the day that you're kind of like still pondering about or something like that. If you can really do your best to be able to kind of like resolve those things, because again, you know, what you receive, like what you experience in the DMT or not in a psychedelic experience is what you bring with you into it. So if you can, and again, we were literally talking about this in relation to dreams as well, right? So if you can kind of, you know, like arrive with an empty cup, then the universe will fill it with something that is like incredibly valuable. But if you show up to that experience with a full cup, then it's hard to be able to receive that new knowledge. And then you'll end up just kind of like pondering with the things that, that are, did you want to say something? Was that? <laughs> well, I don't want to interrupt, but well, uh, um, yeah, yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, long story short for me, all, all, all of my psychedelic experiences have been positive. They have all been incredibly rewarding. They have all been incredibly magical. They have all been incredibly heart opening. Um, not to say there haven't been difficult times within them. Um, those have been a part of the learning experience, but yeah, for me, I enjoy being able to show up in that psychedelic experience. And even especially when it's at, if, at, if it's at festivals and already being in that like physical outfit, like that's another thing, like dress up when you do psychedelics, dress like a wizard, dress like your higher self, dress like your activated light guardian, your avatar. And then when I'm in this space again, you know, like even like Lacey and I, like we've, are we allowed to talk about that? Sure. Well, we've done psychic, we've done like acid together um, <laughs> at, at one of these festivals. And honestly, like to be able to like walk around this festival and like to be like, like literally like feeling like a badass Jedi and like spinning our lightsabers. We totally spin lightsabers. We're like walking around with lightsabers, right? And we're just Everyone like feeling. Everyone thought that I was a Sith and I was totally I was cool with that though. Like, it's like, this is my shadow self. Mm. This is like, I'm <laughs> vibing tonight. Like, I don't know. 
Yeah, definitely well, an alter ego because I'm not like that at all. It was so. it was really, and you had you had like you almost look like you're like from the Fire Nation and stuff yeah, like that. I was you're like, like you look like a zip, and I was like, yeah, I'm feeling that. right. And, and then like and then, and then like and then again, and then I had like the I had like my purple lightsaber, so she had the red one, we had the purple one, and yeah. and, and again like we're both kind of like these like gray Jedi's, right? And so I like there's yeah. like a Sith and Jedi both of us, and then like literally just the fun that we're having and and just it is seeing such a good, and like, seeing. The vibes yeah and and (laughs) it was immaculate and seeing other people reflect that where they would see us and be be like you guys look so badass you guys you guys are so cool and just kind of hearing their words as kind of like admiration from the universe and i think to be able to be in that space where like you literally feel like you're in just like this bath of love and the universe is just like you are so loved you are so special you are so seen yeah go ahead yeah you just ended it on that specifically for me um i have difficulty being seen I'm quite shy. So that specific night when we went out and like, I don't know when I'm in that higher state of like psychedelics or whatever, it could even just be you're feeling you're experiencing like a holy moment. I feel like I'm really able to be seen. And it helps me transform more of how I like show up, if that makes sense. So like how I can handle this i guess so that night specifically i just remember being like well people are like i don't know like this is kind of weird for me i don't really like attention but it wasn't so much about attention as we were like both receiving like this like uh connection and this love and it was a mutual thing and it wasn't you know does that make sense so Mm. i was like okay i'm gonna receive this and it's gonna help me see myself a yeah. Bit more, so that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's where like, yeah, like even for, and this is the thing again, you know, like what, what can we do with on when we're on psychedelics? And I, sorry, I know, I know we're chatting here for a bit and, I, and we'll pass it over yeah. um, to, sorry, is it David we're passing it to next? Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, you know, like even, even for me, like when, when I do psychedelics, it kind of like, you, you it's kind of similar because like you know when you smoke weed and you're just kind of like like if you've been kind of like working on tasks and everything like that, and then you smoke weed and it kind of like, it, it almost kind of like gives you a chance to kind of step back. And you're just going to be like, oh, yeah, that's who I am. Like, that's, that's, you know, that's the yeah. bigger picture. With, like, LSD and stuff like that, it really gives you a chance to step back and kind of be in that space. And that's where, with me, like, I kind of do it to be able to tap into kind of, like, who I am as, like, a bigger cosmic soul. Where it's kind of, like, in that space, even if I don't fully know, like, my past lives and everything like that, in that moment, I'm just kind of like... I am a fucking cosmic badass right now. Like I feel that. Like this isn't me just like making this up as a story. It's me stepping into a story, but the story is there for me to step into and for yeah. me to openly do it. Um and for me to like really just be in this place where I'm just like 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 even for me every now and then, you know, like if I'm on psychedelics and just be able to reflect and be like you know, like, whoa, and even just look at my life and to be able to like celebrate within my own mind, be like, whoa, like Brendan, you've done so much. Like you've like helped all these people, you've done all stuff. And I encourage that for each of us, you know, to be able to get into that space where it's like, it's like, oh my God, like I am so loved. I am so seen. I have been making a difference. I've been a part of a story that's bigger than my own, you know? Mm -hmm. So like when we're in that psychedelic space, kind of gives us a chance to connect with our story beyond the linear concept Mm -hmm. of time. Yeah, yeah, go for it. And uh, sorry, I'm like raising my hand. Okay, we're um, pass it, yeah. And with that, like, if anyone's listening and they're new to it, because I know that you said there's going to be some plenty people never yeah. done it. Um, you will come up to roadblocks, and you will come up to limiting beliefs and old patterns, and maybe toxic behavior that you see well up inside yourself. But you will notice that you actually are quite separate from it, and like, it really helps you, like, yeah 
uh, like heal those type of patterns and change them and rewrite, rewire your brain. Maybe how you normally did stuff before starts to transform um, because as beautiful as it is being like, holy shit, like I made it, I'm here. We really, really do need to do the work before in order to get there. So don't be hard on yourself if you find that you're in a place where you're like, oh, I keep coming up to these insecurities and I keep finding these walls that I don't know how to get like break. Well, you're doing the work and that's the work. So you, you know what I mean? It's all the journey. So Mm -hmm. that's my, yeah. Don't be hard on yourself if you're not like, holy shit. (laughs) Totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Get there. Yeah. Everyone gets there in their own time. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And, And again, you know, like that's where you get into the idea where it's just like when you're with psychedelics, it's great to be able to engage with your surroundings and your environment, but don't forget to just kind of like sit with the shadow, to sit with the stillness and to see what arises, mm. you know, to you, like you could even do that. You could even like, and this is kind of interesting because it's very parallel to dreams where you can kind of like develop a, a, a conversation between yourself and the psychedelics. You can be like, you know, like, show me what I need to see, you know, like, well, what do I need to work on right now? Like, where do I need to be able to send more love? Where is there healing that might be able to take place? And if you sit with that, you know, the, the, then like the, the knowledge can kind of like arise from that. Um, but it, but again, this is where we're starting to get into the future of uh, clinical studies uh, related to, to, you know, treatment for psychedelic use for helping treat with like anxiety and depression and PTSD, where it's literally rewiring the brain. And, you know, shout out, shout out to Heather, shout out to our friend Heather, Heather Hargraves. Um, mm-hmm. I actually invited her onto the podcast and she would have joined, but she's literally doing another podcast. She's been like a huge advocate of just like the medicinal, you know, benefits of being able to work with uh, psychedelics and in, in therapeutic trials um and and it's happening you know like whereas again like these things they're they're not just like fun and games like these are actual like tools and medicines that we can use to be able to help heal people and collectively help heal the planet and you know like i'm sure you've all thought this and and again and we'll just say this and pass it to david but it's like wouldn't the world be a better place if politicians had to do psychedelics before they got elected like wouldn't like shouldn't that almost be like a prerequisite you know and 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 you you look back at some cultures and that was actually a thing right like there was probably not a single person in the entire culture that didn't do a psychedelic experience because it was actually part of the 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 uh, initiation into adulthood you know like there are some cultures where they literally like the the people the children are doing psychedelics when they're like 12 13 years old as they're starting to come into that age of maturity because again you know that they have such a respect for it within their culture this is like a lot stuff like you know in like south america this still happens right right and and in tribes and everything like that so we can learn from that we can learn from that and 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 again you know i think there is literally a a psychedelic resurgence that is happening right now and 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 i think like it's happening again just through the through these conversations through these discussions so again i appreciate everybody uh just being able to to hold space for for you know like the the powerful tools and medicine that that these things are and and again, just being able to ask that question of how they can continue to help us in the future. Um, pass over to David. Is that, Lacey, anything yeah, else? Yeah, thumbs up. Totally. Yeah, okay, cool. All right. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for your patience. Um, quick reminder for anybody here on the podcast, if you enjoy just listening to them, be sure to check the show notes afterwards in YouTube to be able to follow them on all their social media platforms. And uh, thank you again, everyone, for rocking it. David, jumping right in. When you're ready, go right oh. ahead, dude. So I guess I'll be the first. Uh, I'm here to talk about like a really uncomfortable... <laughs> psychedelic experience um so i uh yeah i i just you know long story short i was i thought it would be a good idea to do uh i don't even it wasn't even a large dose but a dose of mushrooms on the fourth of july 
um, and I was actually at the beach and, you know, wasn't a great group, wasn't a great setting. And then also there were also, I'm like an, an empath, like a proper <laughs> wide open weirdo empath. So I'm out here, my like energy centers are just wide open, blown open. And I'm in like Los Angeles in the beach scene. And it's just like, I don't know if you've never been here for the fourth, it's literally just masses of people in the streets and on the beaches. And like, you know, at the end of the night, you can't get an Uber because there are just so many people like outside. And so I'm just, you know, wide open, not in a good space where I can just kind of sequester. So I'm taking in all these energies and just feeling absolutely rotten just the whole time. Uh, <laughs> it was really, really interesting. Finally got home and got to a space and me and my partner, we, we kind of, you know, settled, settled in there. But for a bit there, it was really touch and go. So I cannot recommend more just, I think also, I think the lesson from a lesson for me there was was just the hubris of it. I, I had had so many uh, pretty, I'd say intense psychedelic experiences. I was like, I'll be all right. Like, it's, it's not that much, like, I'll be fine. Like, and just just the kind of, I guess, disrespecting the medicine. And it was a it was a it was a eye opener. Um, and sort of an interesting uh, rude awakening for me. And I really and I was really grateful to it, obviously, at the end of it. But just then I was like, okay, this isn't a toy. Like, <laughs> they were like, we're not, we're not here to play with you. Like, <laughs> chill. Um, also, I guess, uh, I, I guess this is also maybe, this is another just story, but a, a great, I think, lesson that I also got. Um, I, at one point, was sort of experimenting with microdosing and if you know anything about microdosing um what they tried most people advocate you want to do it once every like four days like day have you do it one day the next day you usually um it's still kind of in your system you take the next day off so that's the third day and then the fourth day you can dose again um and a little bit i was very aware that like a little bit of my addictive personality that i had in the past was coming up and so also to back to give the story a bit more context, um, I when I first began to have my spiritual awakening, one of the first things I, I got very curious about was health and how health manifests. And I know a lot of people do. It's just um, you know I got into my food, what kind of food I was eating, you know, plant based and changing my water. And I know a lot of people do those things, um, but I got really interested in health, specifically also the mental aspects of health. And I would say relatively quickly. I developed, I guess, what I would call a talent for health um, and manifesting health. It became sort of the second nature thing to me that I, so I essentially, I had allergies that I've had in my entire life disappear. Um, I had, uh, I was like allergic to things. I was allergic to my cat. Uh, like we had a cat for a, a while and it was just like, I was so allergic that allergy disappeared, uh, just eating different types of food, just the whole thing. Uh, I, I, and that wasn't just that, it was like also seasonal allergies. It was just headache, I didn't get a headache. I stopped getting headaches, which was the weirdest thing for me. Um, but I, had, I was in such a state of health that it became such a natural thing for me. Like, of course I'm healthy, I'm just healthy all the time. And um, so back to the microdosing. 
Uh, because of that addictive personality, a thing that happened was I was, I was like, all right, I'll sneak in a dose here, a dose there. And because your energy system opens up like that, it's, you are unable, it, it inhibits, you need time to recharge every time. Like you, it's not something that you can just consistently just go, oh, it's like, if you think of that as a faucet, it's like you're turning the faucet wide open as big as it can go. And it needs time to slowly close back up. And if you're just hitting it and hitting it and hitting it, your energetic system doesn't have time to re-up. So literally with a course of five year span, I was not sick, no coughing, no sneak, nothing for like five years, except for the two times I decided to like cheat on a double up on a microdosing. And they were separated by years. One was LSD and one was mushrooms. Uh, but both times I was like, oh, I'm going to cheat the system. I'm going to just grab this other extra microdose or whatever it was. And completely unconsciously, both times I got like the most deadly like flu that I've ever experienced in my life, um, which was the first time it happened. I was like, maybe it was because I was doing this. And then the second time it happened, I was like, it was definitely because I was doing this. Clearly, we didn't learn our lesson the first time. You're welcome. I was like, damn, all right, bet. But it was such a it was such a powerful moment for me because I was like, oh, dude, okay, this is not a toy. <laughs> Once again, this is medicine, and, and I I encourage you. Not, I mean, to take it not to I guess take it seriously, but take it seriously. Um, and yes, I guess the last thing I wanted to talk about was just I a non psychedelic psychedelic experience or non I guess a sober psychedelic experience that I had. You know, something I think Brennan even hints hints it to everybody actually has to this feeling of love and interconnectedness. It's so interesting when people try to describe this feeling because it's so beyond words. Um, but one time during this particular experience, I, a way that I was kind of perceiving it was, I was in a, I was at a mall and it just kind of happened. It, ha it came on, I was just sitting in this mall and I could see like the chains of like sort of cause and effect for every single person that was there and like their entire lives it felt like kind of the ayahuasca thing you were talking about where it was just any place I placed in my attention I could see past present and future um and it was such a calm and interconnectedness between it because the, it, it, it was such a dissipation of separation between me and these people me and anybody that was in this massive mall and such a feeling of home like this is you know this is more right than anything that i've ever experienced um and i just wanted to share that because it really felt like i could see you know each each single person's sort of little string of their entire life and it was it got very sherlock holmesy like i was like this guy's about to trip they're having a fight like it's it's it got very really interesting um where i could sort of perceive coincidence um and that was a lot of fun I've, had, I've since had other psychedelic experiences incredibly similar, if not the same, to that. And I would just say, man, I guess for me, this particular time, it was just a respect the medicine, dude. Respect the whole thing. Respect the process. Uh, and and just know that, like, it's it's working for you. Like, it's all, it's going in your direction. Um, oh, I did want to share one more thing. <laughs> just a quick perspective. Um, one thing was that uh, for me, because I, I do kind of identify as like a weirdo, claircogni a, a weirdo, a claircognizant, um, big, massive downloads. 
And one of the ways that I, I perceive uh, psychedelics for me is that my normal sort of everyday consciousness is constant. If you would say it feels like a constant stream of downloads just going through me constantly all day, every day. And a thing like that I really do probably what led to both of those times where I was like, I'm gonna get the psychedelic trip a little extra for the microdose. Um, it feels like it's a very Adderall effect to me. It gives me the space to look at the streams of consciousness that I'm constantly getting and, and sort of pick through them or stay on them or leave them as I will, instead of just constantly being hit and having to, you know, obviously breath work and do other things, but just feel sometimes just shutting it down and being like, I can't do this. I've got to do whatever it is else that I'm doing. Uh, and for me, a lot of the time psychedelics will have this sort of Adderall effect where I can just, it slows down the, the shenanigans and gives me the space to deal with uh, and to, to, to make, I guess, these downloads more useful a lot of the time. And that's, I know that's just one perspective, but I, I just, it's a really helpful one for me. So that's it. <laughs> awesome. David, thank you so much for, for sharing and you're getting a lot of love in the chat there. People appreciate you sharing your wisdom and, and that's exactly what we are here to do. So uh, without further ado, we'll just keep passing the talking stick around. And uh, I know there's uh, is it Julia or Rob who wants, Julia wants to go next. Yeah. Okay, cool. So again, we're, we're about in the last like half hour of the discussion. So let's work on getting as much in as we can and anything we don't, we'll save it for another time. And that's the idea, right? Like for every person out there, there's a unique psychedelic experience, so to speak. So um, thank you again, everyone, for helping bring the wisdom. All right, Julia, with that said, we're passing it over to you. And when you are ready, go right ahead. Awesome. Thank you. Um, I love the monkey gods. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. I was like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> and the fractals, I, I did... Um, Oh my gosh, there's so much that I want to talk about. Um, and I'm so glad there's a part two because there's this goes so deep. And like, I'm so thankful that Rob brought up like his anger and how that he was able to work through that because that's so real. Like we have the ability to really step back and see things with like this super awareness. And um, so, yeah, I'm just like, oh, I'm so psyched about this conversation. So thank you everybody for sharing. And um, I think, I think that what really spoke to me was the closing the eyes and like taking opportunity to do that because I think that that was one of the things that I was able to do to really like get some like really good stuff and it was so funny that Lacey was like I was trying to write and I couldn't even write like English because it's so true like you're drawing something you're like oh this makes sense and then later you come back to it but it's like um oh my gosh there's so much that I wanted to like try to remember but some of the stuff that I remembered when I actually took the time to like close my eyes and like not be like super like oh this is moving and we're all you know to like sit down and really close my eyes and think about like what's going on and meditate on it this like spiraling fractal of my like life like my patterns and so this kept coming up and I, I'm going to try my best to explain this but like my experience of like life and everything that I'm doing is kind of like a spiral and I'm getting to like here the middle and everything is taking me there like this is my like sole mission I'm trying to like do this thing but all these things that like anger and all sorts of different kinds of things pop up and they kind of drag me along and making make this spiral bigger and so being on a psychedelic like experience allows you to see what's bringing you like 
longer like what's making this spiral and fractal bigger than it has to be like you like how can you bring it back in towards the center so you can get like a direct line like this is where you need to be I don't know if I'm explaining that right but like that's like what happened and this like super awareness of like how I was interacting with people in the world and then I was able to see like the matrix basically of like money and like the corruption and everything and how that is like if we are attracted to that and following that and kind of pleasing other people and I'm going to look this way to please people and I'm going to act this way to please people that's bringing you like whoo you're not you're not going to get like to the middle where you where we where our sole purpose and our higher self is and where we can really like get onto that path so that was like something that I wanted to share really fast and um and also oh the music thing um I've listened to music with words and for some reason that kind of freaks me out. Um, I don't know if anybody else has that. <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know why, but I kind of like prefer music that is more like no, no lyrics, no voices. Um, that's more like easy for me and um, happy for me. <laughs> so yeah, I just, yeah. This is <laughs> All right, I think, I think Lacey wants to add to that real quick. Yeah, just about music um, specifically. And yeah, like music and art um, has always been a big part of my psychedelic trips. I always have like art, like I guess she said that, right? Like watercolors, paintings. Um, it's a really cool way to actually download some of the visual stuff that you might see. So obviously you see that with visionary art all over the world now. Um, but music, it's interesting that you say like more um, instrumental because for me, I actually sometimes would put on a full album. So pick some like favorite album of mine or even one that I haven't heard before and put it on and the synchronicities and like the messages that would like honestly come through music would be like, so for me, I'm just saying that like open your, like anyone potentially listen to like a psychedelic album i'm i'm telling you it's like <laughs> like one artist for example which you wouldn't think is psychedelic is radiohead and um i actually remember being this is years and years ago when i was like 18 19 and i watched like a music video um i it was like near the end of my trip and i thought i was coming down but i smoked like a big fat <laughs> blunt or whatever <laughs> And so, of course, I was like, whoa, okay, I'm back in this space. And I put some music on just to kind of try to mellow out. And I put Radiohead on and it blew my like whole perception of Radiohead. Like, whoa, like they're really woke, deep, like deep, emotional, like beautiful stuff. So like all forms of art, like instrumental you know, albums that maybe you want to re-listen to or never heard, give it a go. It's like, even I've watched Baraka, well, high on acid once, which was like, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, direct source. You're like, whoa, like I'm now traveling the whole planet. Like I'm seeing everything, like unfold. 
Yeah. Oh man. I'm just imagining. I'm just imagining like people in the future like integrating psychedelic experiences with like technology where it's like you know like put on like VR and do psychedelics and then like like what is going on, man? Like Like, that's that's already so psychedelic. uh, We've got like like, microdose VR. I don't know if any of you guys tried microdose VR, but we went like we have this VR place just like downtown in our city, and we've gone there and they like showed it like just put it on randomly for us and i was like you can make like fractals with inside vr in, it's with like music and like yeah. you're in it like if you can i don't know how you'd integrate that <laughs> yeah. with acid or like drugs in Just general but do you don't acid need to do, but yeah. Yeah, yeah you don't need to but yeah I, I, again you know I, th- I think just like being outside in nature is plenty you know like so so much like yeah like yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and we'll just say this and rob i assume i'll pass it to you next if that's cool um, yeah and uh you know again with, with some of the wisdom from from psychedelics uh that i've had from my own experience is just like and I'm sure you guys can reiterate this if you've kind of like been out and walked around and stuff like that is like the it, it like it amplifies synchronicity or something like that you know like you'll be walking around and like you'll happen to run into people and stuff like oh man now I want to go like rando nodding on acid or something like that please don't do that I am not advocating that by any means um but I just remember like one time when me and my friends were on mushrooms and this was like literally the first time and there was just like a group of us and we were on mushrooms and we were just kind of like hanging out in the field. And then we ran into another group of kids also on mushrooms. And it was just kind of like the universe just kind of like brought us together. And, and we, it was just it was just really like synchronistic. But again, you know, that's just kind of a very, uh, very, very kind of like novel, trivial thing. But again, I think it's the deeper synchronicities uh, that are really going to move your heart or something like that. Or, you know, you'll be like, because again, and, th- and this is the thing, and this is part of the spiritual wisdom. And maybe, you know, Rob or anybody else here will have something to say on this because when we're working with the psychedelics it's not like we're just doing it as a form of fascination it's not like we're just doing it just to be entertained we're doing it to commune with spirit we're doing to be able to connect with like other parts of ourselves the bigger us and this is the thing like when you're in these spaces you literally have the ability to kind of be able to connect with your quote-unquote guides or to be able to connect with spirits uh some people will literally be able to like you know on psychedelics like they'll see the spirits around them you know like they'll literally like be in the same space as them um and again and through meditation you can do meditation and you could like kind of like open yourself up to being able to to connect with these other again like benevolent sources of knowledge that you could literally kind of be able to like again download information from or be able to receive information from because again when we're working with psychedelics they're they're for our growth but i think it's something where our growth is a collective growth so like when we're doing it we're like ambassadors for the collective of the human consciousness therefore what can we bring back with us what can we be able to to you know return from return with from from this journey so um yeah I, i would say that's always kind of like an important thing to just kind of be able to keep in mind is that don't just go into a psychedelic experience just to be entertained quote unquote but you're literally going into it as if it's a journey as if it's work as if it's like a mission uh that you are on because it is it is like you are going somewhere you are literally going somewhere so um yeah and it's quite the commitment rob if you're ready we'll pass it over to to you and uh when you're ready dude go ahead and jump right in Amazing. Okay. Can you guys hear me? Okay. If I don't hold this, is all good? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I kind of wanted to touch on um, what you guys were speaking about when you said, you know, you're trying to write down, it's like not English. 
like for for me it was kind of the same thing but it was with like drawing I, I wasn't able to draw so the way I normally um, experiment with psychedelics is I always first of all set the intention I feel like that's literally the most important thing to do is set an intention to either learn something feel something just set an intention even if that intention is just to be open to receive and so uh, I always set an intention I have a notebook next to me uh, whenever I do it just in case I come back to my body and I'm able to write something down. But every time I come back, it's like, I come back and I'm like, oh God, like I can't even, like this body feels crazy right now. So one of, I have it drawn right now. I don't know where the original drawing is, but I redrew it. Um, I came back to my body after receiving a download and the only thing I could draw was something like, something like this. So I had like, it was on, um, it was on psilocybin mushrooms. And so I had, uh, I had a mushroom in the middle. It, it was worse than this. I'm telling you, this is a really good depiction of that like, it was really bad. It was, uh, it was a mushroom in the middle, and then it had like a, a cycle here and then one arrow this way. And so um, w the download that I was receiving at the time was that psychedelics uh, used as a tool will only get you as far as you're able to, as far as you're receptive to download that certain information. So wherever you are on your sp spiritual path and you take that psychedelic, you'll learn that lesson of that, um, I guess, where you are in that space and time. And so what I, what kept coming in my head was that um, yeah, psychedelics are great tools, but um, in order to liberate yourself, you need to liberate yourself completely from everything. And that includes psychedelics. So psychedelics give you like that insight, but to completely liberate yourself, you, you have to be um, liberated from everything, literally um, sober. So um, that, that was like a really wait, a good uh, wake up call for me um, to like continue my spiritual practices, my meditations, my yoga, um, all of that. And uh, I'll just share one quick story. I actually started a series on Instagram uh, called Astral Adventures, where I kind of go over my uh, astral projection stories and, and um, my experiences on psychedelics in the astral. And so, uh, you know, like we mentioned before, it's really hard to uh, put into words and symbols. Because I mean, words are just literally a bunch of symbols put together to explain a certain thing as best as possible through that, um, through that definite. We're trying to explain the indefinite through uh, the definite. So it, it's very difficult and we can only, um, you know, put patterns in front of people to help certain experience as best as we can. So um, I, the, the series was kind of meant as like a, uh, I guess like a, a visual representation, um, but it'll never do the experience justice as you guys know it'll it'll help with intellectually understanding it like the, the sixth chakra uh, third eye chakra like intellectually understanding things but to um to experientially understand something is reaching that crown chakra or that unity or em embodiment of that certain energy and so um one of the experiences that i did have was um so i'm i'm laying on my back always when i begin my experiences laying on my back with my arms crossed and it's it's a method that we, i know osiris has the um, the crook and the flail and he's he's laying uh, like this and that's uh, osiris is the uh, brother to isis and so um so i just thought to myself okay well i'll just embody that that um that that asana or that position and see what kind of downloads i get and i'm very um drawn towards uh, like anything that has to do with like kemet or ancient egypt like I have like a really strong connection to there and I've gotten readings done on me before saying that I've lived in those certain times. And so I can totally see that. And I've had certain visions of uh, me like working um, on the pyramids. I, I don't know if it was with Giza, but it, I was there, I was working on the pyramids. And so um, it, it just really resonates with me. So anything to do with Egypt and 
And if anyone listening right now has some interesting things to share, just shoot me a DM um, on Insta and we can kind of engage in a conversation like that. But um, one of the stories I had was, okay, so I was laying down, I began the involution process, I started leaving my body, I set the intention um, to just be open and receptive to learning anything that it was. I, I, this was sort of towards the beginning of me experimenting with those, um, with those tools. And so um, I realized that, okay, I got insane downloads when I was just chill. Like I didn't really interact with this physical body much. I just kind of set the intention to leave my body and go from there. And I, I leave my body and I'm greeted by this deity. Um, it's actually the same deity that I had. Um, actually, no, it's a, it, it was a different deity. But I've come across multiple um, that have similar energies, like archangels, and, um, but, but they offer different lessons. So um, from what I've gathered, it could have been Archangel Michael. I'm not sure. It was the energy of that. It wasn't necessarily in a physical form. It was or the light. And so uh, first it was darkness. I didn't really see anything. I was meant to be human, but I didn't remember that I was robbed. I, I, I completely, I was just kind of existing. And this deity comes along and um, is speaking to me. It, it's not in words because... Um, started off what what I was being told was that it was a first dimension we got uh, he guided me to the second dimension and then to the third and on the third dimension I was here you know I was I was on like this matrix the 3d plane um the center of the tourist field however people want to look at it and um I'm looking around and I can't move my body because I'm in a body form now. I'm in a three-dimensional physical vessel. And I'm looking around and I see him. He's dressed in a robe. He's dressed in a purple robe. And uh, he has a, it's a, there's like a, a hood over him and his face is dark. So I can't, really, I can't really see if he's talking or if he's telepathically speaking to me because in other um, projections and other astral adventures, I guess, I've, I was being spoken to telepathically. It was never word. I was, we were speaking not like this how we're interacting now is very very different and so he was telling me um he said take a good look around this is the third dimensional experience um and i, I look in front of me and there's there's a screen um think about like a maybe a the pilot of a of an airplane you have like a really wide a wide curved screen and behind the screen were um were a bunch of gnomes they were they were dressed um multiple colors uh, most of them were yellow and they had levers in front of them and they were switching these levers and on the screen based off of what they were switching was uh, was a certain experience and he was saying these are the these are the uh, entities or the en energies that are controlling your um, the way you operate physically in this third dimension based off of your intention they set a certain uh, gear in place or a certain lever in place and have make you have a certain experience so I'm looking at the screen and before I can even process anything Boom, I get shot up into like the fourth and fifth. And we go all the way up to the seventh. That's as far as I got taken. And the seventh was like, just, I mean, again, it's, it's like beyond words. It's just blissful. Like you guys know, it's just, it's just uh, a place of just complete liberation where you have no, no, no thing. It's just absolutely beautiful. And I came back to my body and I thought, oh my God, like, why isn't this more, like, why isn't everyone doing this? Like, why is it, why is it illegal? Why, why are there so many regulations on it? I would, everything was going through my head. And again, this was like when I first was experimenting with that, but it was like probably the third or fourth time I said, um, 
a high dose every time after I took the eighth, every time after the eighth was fun, I do them very often. I'm pretty much sober, like 90% of, of the year. And then I'll, I'll, um, I'll do everything in like increments. So I'll take a psychedelic and then maybe I'll experiment with, um, healing with marijuana for like a week and then I'll just stop. I have no attachment. When I first started smoking, I'm sure maybe many of you can relate. Um, you know, you have that, like, not necessarily addiction, but you have that dependency where it's like, oh, this is cool, but it would be cool if I was, you know, high too. But eventually I got detached from that because, um, well, because of, because of this, I literally was like, okay, I need to make sure that I'm reaching these states and leveling myself up soberly so that when I do experiment with those, um, those medicines and those herbs, I can receive the, the download properly. And, um, and so, yeah, yeah, I just came back and I, I was thinking like, oh my God, like, everything is like what else are they hiding and then the, the rabbit hole goes deep from there like we don't even have to go into that now but um yeah I got into some really deep things that just kept opening up my my uh pineal and just everything I was learning was like this makes so much sense and connecting dots and it was like okay I would connect dots and then I would set an intention out of those dots that I connected look at it through um, a psychedelic um, perspective and so I would take the psychedelic and then I would observe whatever what that I needed to and then take notes, whatever that soberly and try to implement those patterns that I learned or that I observed through the psychedelics in my sober life. And then that's how I, how I use psychedelics to kind of level myself up. And so it, it's like, I think intention is everything. Intention, some people will just take it just for like you said, just to become fascinated by it and grown. Uh, I just think it's very beneficial to also try to implement um, learning from it because they do have a lot of knowledge. They've, like you said, they've been around for a while. And so they, they too, oops, let's see if I'm, if I'm going. Okay, cool. So they too have knowledge and information of themselves. And, and just, just like how we interact with food, we eat a banana, it becomes a part of us. It helps us grow. That's no different than uh, uh, fungi, a mushroom, a magic mushroom. It has certain properties that, um, interact with our physical vessel and give us a certain experience it's based off of what it's made up of. So I just think, um, yeah, like, like we just kind of talked about through pretty much throughout this whole thing. I think intention setting is a huge thing and also don't replace psychedelics for your own, um, your own practices. It doesn't have to be like meditation, yoga, whatever your meditation is, because I always say like meditation isn't really a thing. It's whatever makes you become meditative. So a lot of people become meditative when they go on walks, when they draw, when they sing, whatever it is, whatever makes you meditative, that's your meditation. And so I think, uh, I think psychedelics should be used as a way to observe those certain practices, but it should never replace those things. Um, and yeah, so I just wanted to kind of end on that. And yeah, I'm excited for um, part two because I have a lot of stories and also stories that I'll make into my Asheville adventure series. So um, again, thank you. Thank you again for all of this. <laughs> awesome. Rob, thank you so much. Very enjoyable just being able to to listen to the fascinating story from that. And and again, it just just being able to like imagine just just hearing it and just being like, okay, like I'm seeing this and everything like that. And that's that's beautiful. And and, and again, I think as we get closer to wrapping this up and we'll pass it to David, I think Julia might have had to have uh, left off. So we'll pass it to David and then uh, any closing notes. And even if there is one more thing that you want to say, Rob, before we do that, that's fine. But I think uh, just kind of moving towards the end of the broadcast, I think you brought up some great points here, Rob, where again, you know, what happens when we bring that intention to be able to show up to psychedelics almost from the archetype of a student? 
and, and to really be able to be there with the intention to be able to learn um, and to understand how that learning process works. And, and that's kind of really, really powerful. The fact that just listening to you where you've actually developed like a system, you've actually developed like a pattern and a routine that works for you to be able to like reintegrate it. And I think that's, again, you know, like something that I, I, I again, you know, it won't necessarily be the full conversation here, but I definitely encourage people to continue the conversation of being able to learn how to be able to integrate this knowledge. Because again, I think when a lot of people go through these experiences, especially when they don't have mentorship and guidance, they might go through a psychedelic experience. And then it's like the day later and they're just like, I don't know what to do with this. Like, I, I literally just don't know what to do with this information. And then they just kind of, you know, like it will be there for the next few days. And then they get they kind of get sucked back into the matrix and then they just kind of forget about it. And then a week later and there's like, like, was that a dream? Like, did that really happen? You know, and then they almost kind of like convinced themselves that it wasn't as important, even though in that moment, they're like, oh, my God, this is the most incredibly important moment of my life sort of thing. So um, I think it's I think it's really powerful just to be able to understand that, again, you know, the psychedelics in themselves are teachers. And so what happens when we intentionally show up as a student and what can they continue to teach us? Lacey, go ahead. You had your. Yeah, um, just like specifically with like. I don't know, like when you're first, if you don't have a mentor, like I didn't have a mentor when I started doing psychedelics. This was back in 2006, like 2007. Um, and I definitely didn't know how to integrate anything that I was learning. It was like, who do I talk to? What, like, what did I just experience? This was like, holy, like this was like next level. Um, but I find that people will fall away, um, not in a bad way. It's just that like sometimes you kind of, your soul is going this, and you'll naturally, people will be like attracted to you. And I don't know, you'll find the right people. The people will find you and you can have these discussions as we are right now. So um, yeah, so just like open your heart up to the possibility of like being able to talk about it. It's not, and now, I mean, it's crazy. like how far psychedelics have come since even then. I'm like, whoa, like we went to this one group um, yeah. meetup. It was yeah. like a psychedelic uh, gathering in our city. And like, we both been psychonauts for like 12 plus years. And I was just like, whoa, like who's gonna be there? Like, it was so cool. People of all different levels, like mm. people just new to it. And just such an inviting, welcoming environment for people to learn more and also feel supported in their journey. And because we're all students, right? So, yeah, a rambling. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, and again, just with what Lacey's saying, again, you know, just re reiterating this idea that I think one of the most important things we can do to be able to integrate these experiences is simply to talk about them, you know, so like after someone goes through it, to be able to have that community to be able to like come back, be like, like, tell us, like, what did you experience? Like, I don't care if it doesn't make sense to you yet talk about it what was your experience get it out there share it with someone give them the opportunity to be able to reflect on it and this is where again you know fortunately we are at this point where psychedelics are kind of in this gray space but they're moving towards um again you know a lot more a lot more like cities and states and things like that they're starting to lean towards the, the legalization of psychedelics and everything and and again we kind of hit upon this at the beginning it's like why like why are psychedelics illegal um, again, I think I think on on one level, it's literally this idea that 
they are something that will lead us back to our cosmic sovereignty. And that cosmic sovereignty uh, in itself eventually becomes a threat to the dominion of those who are in control. Uh, those or those who are quote unquote in control, those who kind of reign from that position of power, uh, such as like government and institutions and media and everything like that, because they benefit when you are a mindless drone consumer, right? And so the last thing they want you to do is to start thinking of yourself, to become more sovereign, to start eating healthier, to understand your interconnectedness with the land, to be able to understand, you know, like how you're like actually like a multi-dimensional being, uh, just compassion for other beings and things like that. So you can start to understand like that in itself is part of the reason why they actually are, uh, again, like illegal. But again, as we kind of move into this state of, you know, like the, the 5D ascension, the new earth, all these kind of like ideas and energies, I think it's going to be incredibly important for us to be able to keep holding space for these discussions as more and more people are continuing to awaken to these experiences. And that was something where I was literally like, you know, even thinking about this even seven years ago where I'm just like, oh my goodness, like there are more people having psychedelic experiences like right now on earth than any time throughout history. Like the amount of people who are collectively having mushroom experiences and LSD and DMT and things like that, like this is incredibly exciting. And what can we do as community, digital and physical to be able to help hold space for this? And again, to be able to help hold space for the discussions and the wisdom that comes out of it. So uh, yeah, again, I just, I just think this is, I, this is so incredibly exciting for me because this for me is like this is like the future right right now you know this is this is so this is leading us towards like you know the awakening of our collective society of our collective civilization so to speak so um yeah just thanking everyone so much again for being here uh david i'll pass it over to you and let's get into some closing thoughts and then we'll finish it off with a little a uh, little bit of a meditation and uh yeah having a good time here so david when you're ready go right ahead dude I just I, I really appreciated what you said about um, just having an opportunity to sort of uh, to ground this stuff. I think um, just holding space, I think having conversations like this are so crucial to, to giving people insight into that, uh, into psychedelics. Um, and a, a thing that I, I, I'm, I just was thinking was that it feels very much like, you know, the 60s, 70s, like the seal sort of cracked. Um, but now we get to stand like kind of on the, those people's shoulders and, and, and take all this information that became probably challenging for a lot of them to ground uh, and, and make it, you know, useful and transmute that energy into something that everybody can appreciate, that everybody can use, that can heal a lot of people. And I, um, I don't know, I, when you were talking about people having experiences uh, with the, um, the medicine and then kind of just kind of going back into their shell, going back into the matrix, I did, I, I vividly remembered me having a lot of people, meeting a lot of people who had, I knew did drugs all the time, who I knew did psychedelics all the time and being so turned off because at that point I was felt like I was in a, a pretty, I felt pretty great and to, to kind of sort of miss energetically a lot of the times with those people uh, really turned me off to psychedelics for a bit. I was, I was really judgmental of the whole thing. I did eventually uh, kind of release this, but I think what really I, lets me know is that I, I really do kind of have a strong desire for, 
you know, not even just the psychedelic stuff or the, the spiritual stuff, but this entire awakening to be uh, sort of tangible and tactile without getting too um, like authoritarian about it, but very to kind of ground this energy in, in reality and, and to create real change. And I, and I think psychedelics is a wonderful tool for this. And I'm really excited to see what we do with a buddy of mine is like investing in a, like a ton of companies that are psychedelic companies. So this is, this is the next wave. And I'm, I'm, I'm sort of collectively proud of us and very excited uh, to see where this goes next. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, David. And thank you to your buddy. And thank you to everyone. Absolutely. Just again, you know, we got some amazing people who are a part of this discussion here tonight and some and all the amazing people listening to here like you guys are a part of the revolution like this is it like this. This is the revolution. This is the revolution of consciousness right now. And I'll, I'll pass it to Robin in a second. And then we'll just get into closing uh, meditation. Um, you know, as as we're doing this, uh, again, we were talking about like intentions and everything like that. I think it's very, very powerful to even be able to show up to the psychedelic experiences with particular questions. Um, and I think one question that can be incredibly powerful is the question of what is needed. And, and this is a question that, you know, I, I encourage us to be able to ask at any point within our day to day lives, within our meditation, um, but also to be able to, again, understand that, like when you're working with psychedelics, it's literally like picking up a phone and talking right to the heart of mother earth itself so to speak you know it's a direct line and so if you can sit with that and be able to ask those questions what is needed see what comes through and, and this is where you know I'd, I'd even invite fellow people here within the community it'd be interesting if we could almost create like a, a list of questions that are good questions to ask on psychedelics you know do you, do you guys understand what i'm saying like because again understanding that when we're asking these questions like the wisdom isn't just like purely just imagination and thoughts based on what we know it's literally something kind of outside of ourselves. it's something it, it's knowledge beyond ourselves, or at least perceives to be beyond ourselves that we are here to receive you know so i think when we kind of open it open up that that line of communication there can be incredibly powerful wisdom that can come through and, and again you know from my own personal experience for me like working with the the psychedelics and stuff like that uh, the integration process is equally as important as part of the discussion. And this was uh, even a comment in, in the YouTube chat. I said, uh, all, all your base literally said integration and reflection is as important as the experience itself is not more. And, and I know for me, um, I definitely feel that that like, again, you know, the psychedelic experience, it stays with me um, beyond the moment because I make it into the part of the work that I do. It, it is it is a part of the motivation that continues to inspire me. Um, that was one of the things, and 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 I'll just say this here, and, and, and I wanna be able to pass it over to Lacey too for some closing thoughts. When I did DMT for the first time, it inspired me so deeply. And the reason why is because up until that point, I was reading books and listening to other podcasts and listening to people talk about these spiritual experiences or higher dimensional realms and pulling back the veil and everything like that. And, and I was interested in it. I was fascinated by it. But once I actually worked with DMT, it no longer began, it, no, it, it shifted from being something that was just an idea to something that I knew was like, like a cosmic fact like like the idea that this that there was more to this reality than meets the eye like that that simple idea this simple idea that like oh my goodness we literally are in this ocean of energy 
And that knowledge for me was incredibly inspiring because I knew that underneath the surface of everything that was there. And it was also something that was inside of each and every single one of us. And it was something that I knew each and every single person would be able to find their way back to within their own unique path. And so that's where for me, you know, I've, even though that experience is something that I had back in 2009, it's been integrated into the work that I've been continuing to do for the past decade plus um, with this kind of idea of kind of like without me even explicitly telling people, hey, this is what I saw and this is what I think reality is to be able to hold space, to be able to help guide them back to that wisdom through their own aha moments, through their own revelations and realizations, be it with psychedelics or otherwise. And so for me, that psychedelic experience really just kind of like gave me the inspiration where it's like, this isn't just theory. Like this is like something tangible. This is this is a tangible aspect of this reality that, that, that there's like this, this reality is so magical, like incredibly magical. And we are a part of that magic. And it just opened my heart and it expanded my mind. And I, and I remember like being so excited about it. Like it was like I was given like the best birthday gift ever. And I've continued to to carry this gift with me with like humility and respect. Um, and again, to be able to kind of like integrate it into the work that I continue to do. And I, I remember even I was so excited after my psychedelic experience that literally like I, I when I by the time I got home because I did it uh, again as context I did it on my last day in Vancouver uh, during a sunrise so I literally did it during a sunrise and then I went and like caught a plane and went home and I remember like I, I, I told my parents about it I'm like I'm like I have to tell you about this like this is so incredibly beautiful like I can't keep this to myself and I want you to know I want you to know how incredibly beautiful this reality is and they're like we know brendan we know and i'm just like no it's even more beautiful like i know when you look at a flower and you look at <laughs> puppies and you look at me and you look at you you see the beauty but it is even more beautiful more beautiful than we can even fathom um so to speak and, and again just that magic has continued to permeate uh throughout my day-to-day -day existence and in the same way i i hope that by me sharing this it is something where, you know, for others, I hope the I hope the experience is, is a positive, is an uplifting, is a nurturing one that continues to carry with you throughout the work that you continue to do. Um, and, and for the mushrooms and the LSD and, and for the guides and for the energies to kind of like be there alongside of you and for you to kind of like feel that support and and to and to just kind of understand that like that energy that you're connecting with it is you it is you like it's not something separate from you it literally is you and the universe wants to wake up like it literally wants to wake up and it is waking up through our direct experience and through our art and through our conversations and through our space holding and through our creativity and through our compassion um so yeah it's it's very very exciting to to be at this point where again you know now we've had past podcasts and you guys can even go back and find past podcasts where we were talking about psychedelics back in like 2013 and 2012. Um, but now I feel like more and more of society is starting to get, starting to really dive into this conversation. And that's the thing. And I'll just say here on Pass with Lacey, once you kind of really start looking at this deeply, you realize that the psychedelic experience is so intimately related to all of the other like phenomena uh, of this reality, like all the other things, like the UFO phenomena, like the parapsychology, the energy system, dreaming, life, death, it's all interrelated. It's a very, very powerful piece of the puzzle. Um, so again, how can we continue to bring that and just kind of continue to integrate it into our, our bigger perception, our bigger uh, paradigm that, that, that we are moving into? What happens when a society is based 
off of a deeper understanding of, of the innate magic that this reality is. So um, yeah, Lacey, moving into any closing thoughts, if there's anything else you want to share, wisdom for, you know, the, again, like the, the baby psychonauts out there. And I, I don't, I, sorry, I shouldn't call you guys. That. And even, and even the term psychonaut, um, cause I know students. we, yeah, students, students. We're all students. I do like the term psychonaut and, and again, I know we use that a couple times in broadcast without full context. So again, psychonaut like astronaut is psychonaut because it's like the mind, the journeyer of the mind. So again, when you think of like the psych, again, kind of what we were saying, like do what you can to kind of like prepare as that in the same way an astronaut would prepare to go into outer space. How can you prepare to be able to go into these inner spaces and be able to show up for these journeys mm. as again, you know, like a journey or an ambassador? Um, it's 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 something that again, you know, it's it can be daunting, it can be scary, it can be a little bit of anxiety. Um, I'm sure we all feel that, like, right? Like, don't you guys get that feeling where it's like you you know you're gonna do psychedelics again? And you get that little feeling of anxiety, but that anxiety is kind of like mixed in with excitement because you, you know you're just like can't like once we do this there's no turning back like you got to commit to it you got to yeah. go to it it's an adventure and um yeah it's it's a beautiful one at that Lacey, go go ahead any other closing thoughts um yeah i just wanted to thank everyone that was in the podcast david is it rob david and rob yeah and, rob and julia and yeah. julia thank you so much for coming and i'm happy that i got to share space with you guys you guys seem like incredible people um love to chat more about all sorts of things um love to learn from you guys so yeah i hope to connect further and with anyone who else is in the chat anyone find me let's talk i'm all about talking about astral projection and dreams so let's talk rob like <laughs> right yeah you're saying some stuff i was like okay let's <laughs> talk um yeah i don't know what else to say uh just um any closing thoughts for the people out there who are new to all this okay um i would say um yeah just continue to trust your path and your journey um don't rush anything and yeah, just be gentle with yourself that's just like my biggest thing is that we are like our biggest critics and we're so hard on ourselves constantly and i know that's not totally related with psychedelics but um, just from personal experience with working it with it in, in a shadow kind of way that just be gentle and if you need support um, um, Shift is a great community to come and ask for support. There's a lot of incredible loving and fully like Heart open people that aren't gonna judge you or you know so that I'm just saying like that's an open invitation if you need support during your psychedelic experiences or otherwise. Um, yeah, so a happy. <laughs> ha have a good trip. Have a good trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, again, you know, whatever life, life is a trip. Life, life is a psychedelic experience when you realize it. It is. So it, really it really is. is. And you're so. waking up to that. You're waking up to the psychedelic nature of reality that we're living in every day. And David really made a good point saying about grounding it. And you can find at first that it's a little like rocky. You're like, oh, I don't know. Like, how do I ground down into the human experience and bring this back for everyone to, to access? For, so it's accessible to everyone because some people might not fully like you said, your parents were like, oh, yeah, I get it. It's beautiful. And that's okay. You know, they're seeing things from their perspective, which is also very sacred and holy as well. So, 
everyone's got their own timeline <laughs> yeah yeah honor honoring the the collective paths that lead us yeah. up the mountain so yeah, yeah. dropping seeds you know yeah hugging and supporting and like, yeah. Here. yeah 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 <laughs> dropping seeds dropping acid whatever you want to do so yeah. a bit of both so. yeah there you go. Go do some acid and make a garden while you're at it. So seriously. Or lay in the garden. Or just lay in the garden. Eat some yeah. vegetables straight from the garden. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they give you permission to. Yeah, yeah, ask I mean... the vegetables before you eat them. So <laughs> get into another level here. It's like the fruit's talking to me. So anyways. All right. Well, the trees will talk to you. That's for sure. So... <laughs> Anyways, all right, uh, we'll pass it over. Thank you, Lacey. Uh, for those of you looking to connect with Lacey, you can find Lacey on Instagram at the Paper Druid and on TikTok at Paper Druid. And again, uh, show notes uh, in YouTube. When you refresh this video after it ends, you'll find the links for everybody. And I post it into the top comment on YouTube. So yeah, please feel free to follow anybody that you heard on today's podcast. Send them a DM, send them a message, tell them how much you enjoyed listening to the pod- to the podcast and hearing their thoughts. So. Awesome. Thank you, Lacey. All right. Uh, David, can I pass it to you? And just again, closing thoughts, and then we'll get into our our final meditation here. So David, when you're ready, go right ahead, dude. I just wanted to say thank you. Uh, thank you guys, everybody, for being here. This was awesome. Um, I'm learning so many things, and it feels like such a short amount of time, even within this. And the, even um, this space particularly, uh, it's really interesting to be able to take another look at certain psychedelic experiences and, you know, my new goal there. I think you, you hit the nail on the head when you said they stay with you for a long time. And if you're careful, um, I mean, you can always look back from, you know, kind of a different state of consciousness and there's, there's still more to be had. And um, I, I, I wish that for everybody and I can't wait to see how far and weird this whole thing goes for me and everybody else. <laughs> oh yeah it, it's going far and it's going weird so and, and by weird, weird i mean magical so totally <laughs> all right rob pass over to you dude thank you so much for being here and any closing thoughts words of wisdom for the people who have been amazing okay thank you thank you guys seriously i'm just super grateful to be in this space to be able to discuss this openly because um a couple of years ago you know i mean i'm sure many people can relate um when you first start your um spiritual journey you know it's kind of awkward to talk about those kinds of experiences with people because you might get looked at crazy now I'm at a point where I don't care like I'm expressing my truth it is what it is um you can love me or hate me it is is what it is but um yeah just super grateful love every single one of you and Lacey we we will definitely be talking about uh, maybe some astral um themes or anything like that because um yeah I, I this past year I started every single day every single morning when first I did one, I started writing down my dreams to the point where I now feel that I'm drifting all them. And super interesting. Yeah, again, super grateful for all of this. And yeah, I guess just as a recap for everything. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna if you're if you have the intention to take uh, psilocybin mushrooms or any medicinal uh, tool, make sure you practice self love. Let's see what else we got here. Make sure you set an intention, uh, get in the right environment. And then lastly, just enjoy it. There's going to be times where you literally feel like you are about to die, but it's okay. Trust me, you will not die. There has been no one that's died from taking psilocybin mushrooms solely from that. Maybe the things that they did, that's a different story, but just solely from taking it, you, you will be okay. I think, um, I think there's just yeah that stigma that you're going to jump out of the building. When it's really, don't, don't pay
attention to that. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much all I have to say. And just again, really grateful for all this and all of you guys. Thank you. Awesome. Thank thank you, Rob. And uh, side note, your mic was getting a little bit choppy there at the end. So um, yeah, just signal wise, I think. But but the message came through, and 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 absolutely, I think again, you know, that message of self love. Like yeah, like if you want if you want to be able to like invest in getting the best trip possible, invest in yourself. You know, in in, in, in if if you're if you're feeling a little bit anxious about it, take another month. Wait two months. Wait half a year. Don't be in a rush. You know, listen to it. You'll know when the time is right. So again, like you have that free will, and, and when you really just kind of like honor the idea that there was a right time and a right place, it will. You'll meet it there. You'll meet it there. So. Um, yeah, so thank you again, everybody, so much for being a part of this discussion. We're just going to get into a little bit of a closing meditation. Uh, my final closing thoughts on addition to just what everyone said. Again, you know, keep doing your own research. Keep having these types of conversations. Uh, if it's something that you feel called to do, be open to the idea. Do it safely. Do it smartly. Uh, if you have if you have other people in your life who are also feeling called to this, do what you can to be able to help support them, hold space for each other, hold space for this collective journey, be able to show up to it as students, honor it, respect it. It really is this like psychedelic, it's psychedelics are psychedelic, duh. Um, but it's this, <laughs> it's a sacred tool that literally connects us with more of what it means to be a multidimensional being. It connects us with this higher dimensional energy, so to speak, uh, it opens your eyes. Um, and, and again, in a lot of ways, I think one of the things that psychedelics will teach you, and, and we didn't specifically talk about this too much, um, be willing to let go, you know, be willing to let go of control, be willing to let go of thoughts of who you perhaps thought you once were, be let go, be willing to let go of like certain ideas and perceptions about the world and things like that, that, that in itself can be a very powerful thing. Like someone's literally said that they said, you know, like before you go into to doing psychedelics be ready to like to know that like everything that you, to possibly not to say this is always the case that possibly be ready to understand that everything you think you know isn't quite what it is so to speak or, or again just be very uh willing to be able to be open to to seeing things in a new way and and uh yeah just doing what we can to be able to integrate that knowledge and wisdom to be able to bring it back as something valuable for for ourselves for the collective through art, through conversation, through personal love, through connection with the earth, through the work that we continue to show up and do. So thank you so much, everyone. Thank you to the mushroom gods. Thank you to the LSD. Thank you to the psychedelics of all nature. Thank you to the psychedelics within us. Thank you to the breath. Thank you to the sun. Thank you to the earth. It's all there, man. It's all us. It's all us, man. It's all, it's all us and it's all there. Like that's the thing. Like that was, that was always the, the takeaway from my psychedelics experience is that what we experience on psychedelics, it's always there. It's always there. We are always in it right now. So even if you're not on psychedelics, you could literally take a moment here and we're about to drop into our meditation and we can literally just kind of like know that that energy is already right here. So let's do that. Let's move into our meditation. Then we conclude this part this podcast. And I thank you everyone so much again for being a part of this and for, for sticking around for tonight's conversation and for taking this inspiration with you beyond it. So that said, just inviting everybody to gently find a place where they can get nice and comfortable. This will literally just be for like five minutes. And so when you're ready, go ahead and gently close your eyes, straighten up your spine, 
Open up your chest, relax your shoulders, roll your shoulders if you need to. And gently, just begin to bring awareness to your breath. Gentle inhales, and gentle exhales. And as you breathe here, just honoring the breath. And just feeling the psychedelic moment of this moment, the psychedelic nature of this moment. And again, literally, we didn't specifically talk about this today, but the word psychedelic, literally when translated, delos meaning God, psyche, mind, Psychedelic literally means being in like the presence of godness, so to speak. That's one way to kind of translate it. So psychedelics will lead us there. They will show us a place. But we will be able to understand that that place is always here. And we can show others how to be able to find this place simply within their own heart. Find the godness in every moment simply by being with your breath, simply, simply by being in your heart. As we breathe here, let us return back to the visualization we started with, visualizing and imagining all of us sitting in a circle here, seeing us maybe out in the fields under a tree or in a yoga studio, and just looking around the faces as we sit here in this circle, ready to conclude this practice and ready to expand the circle outwards to, to explode like a million beautiful psychedelic fractals and we'll carry this energy. The energy of this conversation will permeate through us. It will carry with us like seeds on the winds and they will be planted within the hearts of the people we meet and the conversations we have and the art that we make and the love that we share. So just take a moment here to be able to look at these faces and put your hand on your chest, put your hand on your heart if you wish, and really just be able to acknowledge and honor all of these beautiful, beautiful humans as ambassadors for the psychedelic wisdom, the psychedelic wisdom that is inherent to who we are as psychedelic beings. So just take a moment here within your heart Speak words of compassion within your heart to the people here in the circle, the people here listening to the collective as a whole. What do you want to say to them in this moment? Just take a moment here to be able to receive that gratitude as well. What does the collective have to say to you? What does the voice of the psychedelic nature inside your heart say to you in this moment? Just imagining now as we conclude this practice, what we're going to do is just visualize all of us standing up and just joining in a big group hug. And so imagine hugging as a group and just kind of standing either in the ed on the edge or in inside the hug circle. And just add a little bit of a gentle sway to your body right now. Like physically, just add a bit of a sway, a little bit of a sway to the left and the right or back and forth. 
And this sway physically in your body right now is literally the sway of the circle, the hug. But this sway is like the sway of the cosmos, the sway of the rhythm, the same sway that you may feel when you're sitting on a field coming up on mushrooms and you're like, okay, feel that in your heart right now. Slow things down as you increase your presence. Feel this love. Just be here for a few moments and just allow yourself to be able to hear any words of love spoken to your heart right now. Even be open to any words literally from like the psychedelic energy within your heart. What does it say to you in this moment? Even if it's just thank you. I see you. I love you. Beautiful. Express any words to the group, to the circle. You can give yourself a physical hug right now. You can wrap your arms around. You can give, give yourself a little bit of a hug, a little bit of a squeeze. And then on the exhale, nice little bit of a sigh, exhale, release. <sighs> we'll do two more of those, then we'll conclude. Inhale. <sighs> One more. <sighs> gently release imagine the hug kind of disbanding take a moment here just imagine giving individual hugs to the other members of the community so free free to visualize going up and thanking rob thanking julia thanking david thanking Lacey, thanking myself thanking all the people who are here a part of this amazing community of shifters of light guardians of psychonauts beautiful and holding this energy within your heart may continue to carry with you beyond this moment and slowly from here, taking a screenshot of this moment and you can return to it any moment, any time within your imagination, gently bringing your awareness back to your physical body as you slowly open your eyes, wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes and return your awareness to the space around you. Beautiful. Feeling floaty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, everyone. And, and again, you know, like the psychedelic experience, again, you know, the mushrooms, the LSD, whatever it is, like it, 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 it takes us to a place, but then it, it also gives us the opportunity to be able to create a path back to it and to show others how to be able to find that path back to it. And again, I, I think that path is literally one that we're continuing to discover through meditation, through optimizing our health, through breath work, through sleep, through dreams, through gratitude. So beautiful. The psychedelic experience in me sees and honors the psychedelic experience in you. It is always with you. It is already here. It is right now. Go into a forest, sit with the trees and just feel it. It is right there. So beautiful. Awesome. It is you. <laughs> wonderful all right team thank you so much everyone for joining in again if you've enjoyed this podcast please feel free to share it with your friends like this video on youtube leave some comments afterwards if you want to be able to join on air for future podcasts please feel free to check out the patreon to learn more about becoming a leading member where you get access to a private community team space or maybe you want to join on the patreon even just to be able to show your support and be able to help continue the ongoing work that goes into this project and again please feel free to connect with all the creators that you've heard on tonight's podcast to check out more of what they're doing and please feel free to join 
our team chat as well where you can join in and continue the conversation that we do and we will be having another team podcast next thursday at 8 p.m esc stay tuned the topic for that is released on monday and you can also join in with our communities monday to friday 10 a.m eastern standard time for our global team meditations that we do on the regular which is a great way to be able to practice connecting with our breath which is led by fellow leading members in the community and you can find the links for that through our team chat which is a discord server so that's in the info below on youtube make sure you're connected there and yeah thank you everyone again please feel free to leave plenty of love and gratitude in the comments on youtube and with that said i think we're about ready to wrap this up so thank you so much everyone and stay tuned for part two uh which will happen at some point in the future we'll see we'll see where it goes so all right with that said for everybody here david rob please feel free to gently unmute your microphones as we send some love and make some noise and say good night to all the amazing people who are tuned in for today's discussion so thank you everyone we love you everyone thank you Take care, everyone. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Keep it shifty. We'll see you guys in the future. Peace, love, and wholeness. <laughs> Beautiful. Special thank you to Danny Leonardo, whose music is featured at the beginning and end of this podcast. Be sure to check out more of Danny's work in the YouTube info below. Thank you, Danny.